What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Previously on Lonely Boys. Hey man, how was New Zealand? I have to say, it was an extraordinary bust. It was out of the country. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Someone say something about an extraordinary a... bust. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, <man>. I, <gasps> That's what I thought at first, to be <gasps> transparent. I was like, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Dad. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I know I know you were counting on his help. I know we all love Jack Bass and he's always helping us out, but you know, you know, something else will happen. They would have it. I might have found one last ally. My father's old friend, Russell Thorpe, is in town from Chicago. Hosting a party at Apollo this afternoon. I'm on my way to his field office to see if I can get a meeting. You kept yourself entertained in my absence. Uh, nope, that is not me. That's right. Your father's out on parole. How's it been? Yes, you'd, you'd recognize my father's sex noises anywhere. So you'd <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I know he's earned the right to blow off a little steam, but it's been nothing but spas and restaurants and nightclubs. I mean, uh, shouldn't he be concentrating on his future? Perhaps you should duck his allowance. Oh, yeah. Hey, Nate. Need one more for a foursome, you in, dude? Yeah, uh, that, that's not what it sounded like, but but I should go. Good luck. Dad, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you too. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 4, Episode 13 of Gossip Girl, Damien Darko. But I'm not here by myself. Uh, my mom tried to pay him $30,000 to stop podcasting with me, but uh, yet he's still here for some reason. Brendan Ruffle. Hello. I'm, of course, your co-host of the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, little hello to Cream Nation. I'm recording live as always from the Crematorium. I'm your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. Dr. Officer Cream reporting for duty. Cream, yes, cream. Cream, yes, cream. Early morning stylies. Yeah, a peek behind the curtain. We are doing an early morning record. It is 8.43 a.m. here on the East Coast. Not to borrow a a segment from uh, BoJack Horsepod, of course, everyone's favorite, what time is it? But uh, yeah, that's what time it is. (laughs) What do the people say? What time is it? Uh, Actually, I... I mean, you're really showing your ass here, not listening to the pod. That is, yeah, yeah. Scally says that. That's uh, what <laughs> that's, they that's play exciting. Scally saying. What time is it at the beginning of the segment every week? Fun. I, well, I haven't done a rewatch of the show yet, so when I do that, I'll and, listen along. I mean, you were on the show. Shouldn't you Shouldn't you know the segments you were participating in? Mm, that was a long time ago. And also, I don't wow. listen to myself after uh, after the fact. I've, I've stopped doing that. There's too many things that I put out now that I can't go and listen to all the stuff that I do. Wow, what a humble brag. <laughs> I'm not, such a content creator. I can't listen to that <laughs> And it's also bad. And it, well, yeah, you're notoriously terrible on podcasts. I, think, is, I, I don't know why you keep... It's quantity over quality at this point. That's why my mom actually tried to pay you $30,000. She's stop, like, I just can't stop. fucking listen to this anymore. <laughs> She's a huge listener of you, but she hates you. That's nice, I guess. <laughs> why didn't they take the money? She's like... It's like, I love the Blitzball boys, but I just <laughs> don't want to listen to Brendan fan. anymore. I just <laughs> want coverage of Blitzball. She wears a crown of Blitzballs when she listens. Like, if anyone else would listen, it would recap Blitzball, I'd listen to them. But unfortunately, <laughs> Brendan is the only one. She's a Blitzball boofer. 
I don't know what that means, but all right, sure. Mm. Um, we should get into our uh, everyone's new favorite segment. Do you have anything weird that happened to you in the past week that you can't stop thinking about? Well, speaking of how many other podcasts I do, I was listening to um, the Hobby Boys as I was editing it the other day, and Naturally. I was so mad at myself because I wasted one of my good little anecdotes on that show that was perfect. Now, we have a segment for it in this show, and I just went and busted my load on on that other oh, bullshit. Oh no. And I haven't listened to Hoppy Boys. Yet, okay, so, so I, I can know what it was. So I can tell you now. Um I received a letter in the mail. Handwritten okay, handwritten letter. Start. Wow. You know, like sometimes you get like the credit card ones and it's like somehow they have your address and you don't really understand how they got it. Right. This was handwritten to me, hand stamped. All that good stuff. Letter in forever. And it was uh from a Jehovah's Witness trying to recruit me. <laughs> And it was weird. And you I, said yes. And I said yes. So I'm in, baby. So, <laughs> Finally, right. got. What is it? But it was re- really weird so because you... I, I I don't know how they got my address. This is not my like my address on my license because that's like my dad's address in Lindenhurst. I don't. Not a lot of people know exactly where this place is, unless you're a listener to the podcast, which I've probably mentioned the address a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it is a listener. It probably probably is a fan. Well, I because I know Jehovah's Witnesses uh, don't like famously they don't like birthdays or holidays or anything. Uh, I don't know how they feel about podcasts. <laughs> podcasts are birthday, Jason. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, you. I mean, it's it's great to like not. I mean, I hate bir- my birthday as well, but other people's birthdays fine. But for yeah. the Jehovahs to not like birthdays, like wh- what else don't they like? Mm. I don't know. It, it seems like a very strict thing. Like maybe yeah. podcasts are against the religion too. You're starting to show your uh, Jehovahsness by talking about how much you hate birthdays. Your Jehovah's is showing. <laughs> no, it was, it was interesting. Um, it was kind of scary because the, the handwriting was a little bit like, like doctory and very chicken scratchy, which makes all letters a little bit creepy. Um, so I didn't know what the hell it was going to be. I thought maybe it was going to be that thirty thousand dollars that your mom was supposed to send me. <laughs> but yeah, it, it wasn't. yeah. <laughs> um, well, do. You- do the Jehovah's Witnesses, do they wear cloaks, or am I thinking of a cult? <laughs> I've been approached by them before uh, when I lived in college, and we were at our apartment, and they knocked on the door, and they were not in cloaks. But I think that <laughs> it, it would have been more, I might have been scared enough to join if they just showed up in the middle of the day in, <laughs> like, Death Eater cloaks. But, yeah, I have a very clear image in my mind. And yeah, they do look kind of like Death Eaters, like Jedi, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm That's what I'm seeing, but I guess that's something different. <laughs> I actually I didn't have a uh, a weird moment, but now I just actually thought of one. It happened yesterday as I was co- oh, of good. course uh, making pizzas for my for my company Adventureland, um, and someone uh, another employee came up to me and asked, "What's what's vegan here?" Because a customer was asking what's vegan, and, and me as, as a an honest guy vegan, vegan, I knew very well. I, I said the fries and the pretzels are vegan, and that's that's really it. And but the, and so the guy was like. What about the pizza? And then all of a sudden, I guess he didn't care about vegan anymore. He just wanted vegetarian. He's like, is the pizza vegetarian? So I started talking to him. I'm like, yeah, the pizza's vegetarian. It's pizza. He's like, well, what about chicken? Do you do chicken with the pizza? I'm like, uh, y- you can have chicken. And he's like, no, 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 no. Is there chicken with the pizza? And I was like, um, we don't have, like, vegan chicken or, like, vegetarian chicken or anything. That's what you guys He's like, no, the pizza. Is there chi- is it is it chicken? <laughs> no, there's no chicken on the pizza. It's just a regular. If there slice was, of you pizza. could see it on the pizza. No, and then I give it to him, and he takes it, and he's like inspecting it, and he's like, 
There's no chicken in the pizza? Like, <laughs> like looking under the pizza like you're trying to hide it underneath. There's no chicken in the pizza. No, he's like, no pepperoni in the pizza. It's not no, chicken, there's no pepperoni. Chicken stuffed crust. I, I was like, it's cheese and it's sauce. He goes, just cheese and tomato paste? Like, yes. This guy fucking like, with you? And some oregano. And he goes, oregano? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's it. Is oregano like, chicken? Yes, I, I was like, I actually make the pizza. So I know for sure that that is all that, that, goes, that goes on. And he's like. Okay, and this is completely vegetarian. I was like, yes. He's <laughs> like, no chicken, no pepperoni. Like, no. He's very hung up he's on like, the chicken. He's like, can I have more oregano? I was like, yeah, I can put some more oregano on it. So because like, oregano was not chicken. I put some more oregano. He's on it. And he follows me to the other side of like the restaurant. I give it to him. He's like, and it's just cheese and tomato paste. I was like, yes, it's just cheese and tomato paste, as you're calling it. <laughs> yeah, <you> really? <laughs> what an interesting person. He's like, okay. He finally took it. And I was like, that was insane. I came into the next, next time I call my local pizzeria and ask for a large pie. I'm like, can I have a, a large cheese and tomato paste pizza? <laughs> I no don't chicken? want any chicken or pepperoni in the pizza. <laughs> now, I know it doesn't come on the pizza. I don't want it in the pizza either. I thought I was trying to get one over on it. Like, I snuck a pepperoni inside the dough. He's going to eat a pepperoni today. He must have had some sort of tragic experience where someone, like, stuffed some 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 sort of pizza of his with a bunch of meat, meat yeah. stuffed <laughs> crust. Oh, all right. Oh. So that was my weird event of. of the Did week. he look weird? We, uh, no, he didn't look weird. He, he looked, I mean, I, I think it was it was it was like a a religious thing that he that it was it probably was, but huh. uh, but even so, like I, I was assuring him, I was like, I make the pizza. I'm also vegan, so I yeah. I know. I know that this is, it's not vegan, but it is vegetarian for sure. Yeah. And uh, I hope he enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just next time, buddy, think about your, your baseline pizza. <laughs> Try and remember if there's chicken in it <laughs> and go from there. What do you think? You think Adventureland is doing fancy pizza where we put chicken and pepperoni inside of it? Like <laughs> stuffed pizza that we're doing here? Well, that is a strange right. occurrence. I think you did a great job. Yeah, it was good. You know, I mean, a lot of pressure for me to keep this segment up to come up with something every week. But... <laughs> you definitely don't have to, because I think a lot of weeks it's going to be like, "Do you have one?" And we'll say no, and then that'll be. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good too. Okay. I mean, on days where we have guests, we could really keep it moving. And that, to to reveal, we do not have a guest this Ooh, week. I was waiting for that. As as the clock watchers of the show were probably like, "Oh my god, we're nine oh, minutes no. in. They still haven't gotten to the guest yet. This episode's going to be three hours Who do they long." Think they don't are worry, the no boys. Don't worry, no. <laughs> don't worry, no guest. We can we can get into it right now. Our our guest who we we had this guest, and I won't reveal because I don't want this guest to get hate mail. But uh, they were supposed to come on last season, and they said uh, it's a busy time for me. Let's push it to season four, and uh, specifically saying that once the summer comes, it'll be fine. It's now the summer, and lo and behold, still busy season for this person. So we pushed it to season five. Hopefully, hopefully, eventually we will get to a non busy season for this person, and they will come on. Uh, but if not, we'll never hear from them. <laughs> Okay, and uh, I don't really care. All right. <laughs> uh, season 4, episode 13, Damien Darko. Uh, the little summary is long, so I'm not even going to read it. Brendan, it's your time to shine. Yeah, baby. Uh, Damien Darko, I think, listen, you started off very rough. You started off uh, famously 0 for 5, yeah. I believe. Uh, and then you've been on a bit of a run. I, I think we're kind of in an easy segment. I think you might be able to make a run here and maybe even surpass 500 for the first time. This what crazy. a story that would we, be. We were saying that I, I had no chance early on. I know, and now, now I, I think I was looking at some of these episode titles looking forward, and I, re- I really think you. I mean, you're five for twelve right now. Episode title is Damien Darko. Do you know what this episode is referencing? Yeah, I guess this is another slam dunk here. This is this is Donnie Darko. 
It's Donnie Darko, the, wow. the 2001 film. Have you seen Donnie Darko? I love Donnie Darko. I've seen it maybe I love five Donnie or Darko six times. Too. One of my favorite five movies. or six times. Yeah, I've seen it once, and it did it did make an appearance on my top 200 movies of all time list. Wow. Yeah. No, it's 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 really really good. Very very big. I like yeah. For uh, a young Gyllenhaal. Young young Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal before a he, little bit before he be yeah before he became the subject of a of a 10 minute song. Yeah, but he's got to be like what in his early 20s in that movie. Yeah, I think he was young. I think he was like twenty. Yeah, I mean, it was the movie was in two thousand one. How old do you think uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is? He's got to be in his mid forties. He's forty two. Oh, so if this okay, was twenty two years thought. ago. He would he would be twenty. There you go. So we're geniuses. How about how about that? The, yeah, we are geniuses. The movie has the uh, the classic uh, "How does one suck a fuck?" It's one of the best lines mm-hmm. in that movie. Some are saying the best line of all time in any movie. <laughs> Uh, all right. Original air date of this episode, January thirty first, twenty eleven. It's a little interesting that, that Damien gets like the gets his name in the episode. Like he, he that's what I was thinking about that when I saw the title. I guess this is another Damien Dalgard episode. And then you were talking about recently how I think you were talking to Lita about how insane mm-hmm. it is that he's still in the show. I think maybe she yeah. asked you like how is he still still here? Yeah. And now he's a he's a, a big role in the show again. Like, especially yeah, after I, Jenny Humphrey's gone. Now all of a sudden he has yeah. to come into play to, to bring the chaos. I guess. He's here, baby. He's our resident drug dealer. Um, so we're going to start off the episode here. Burr Upper East Siders. It's February. It's apparently very cold in the city. Uh, Raina's getting dressed after her night with Chuck. Uh, as long as they can keep things professional, she's down to continue this arrangement. Uh, dirty between the sheets, as Chuck says. And uh, Chuck pulls Raina back into bed for some more fun. So that's that's how they're going to get started in this episode. Come we, have more we have fun. L- what was that? Come have more fun. That was a really good, that was a really good impression. <laughs> The, the opening montage continues. Eric tests, texts Serena asking to meet him for lunch. Uh, Blair's getting ready, but she's not the only one who's up. Serena's awake and about to get ready. Blair asks what she's up so early for, and Serena replies, breakfast with Ben. And she must know this is a terrible <laughs> idea because she immediately is defensive before yeah, Blair yeah. can say anything. And don't lecture. He's a nice person. A nice, innocent person. Yikes. <laughs> Relax. Like, when you have to defend it that hard, I, like, you know, like, something's up here. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know why they flag up that it's cold out because i feel like it's never brought up again like it's just just so like, we, we don't a, have to believe like okay we're not asking why they're wearing jackets in the show <laughs> is that a central plot point here? <laughs> so stupid like okay cool we'll just we'll just see the snow or the people in peacoats i don't know i don't care no, the gossip girl audience is so dumb they can't figure it out they're like I don't understand. In another episode, they were wearing t-shirts. Is this a summer show or is it a winter in show? In season three, episode 22, they were all in shorts. Gossip Girl, really needs to hold, Gossip Girl really needs to hold our hand and explain the passage of time <laughs> and how seasons work. It is funny. <laughs> Blair calls out that uh, Serena's putting on a lot of mascara for a friend. And she says, but you can have breakfast with whomever you want because today she is not judging because today her internship begins. She can't say where, though, because she doesn't want to jinx it. Even though she thinks, like, she already has it, she still doesn't want to jinx it, so she doesn't say where it is. And she wants to be early for her first day as an intern, and she sees nothing wrong with that. A regular Elle Woods here trying to yeah. show up early for her first day at the internship. <laughs> I understand this thought process, too, because even though like, you, you, you do have the job, things like this, like anything that's supposed to go well with like, for me in life, I don't want to tell anyone about it until it's like already done. I get that, a but I would be thinking it's up. already done, even though yeah, even though it's not already done, and she finds out. So I guess it's a good thing she didn't jinx it. Yeah. Serena wishes Blair luck at her new internship, wherever it is, and then says, this is living like Don Draper. And I, I did not watch Mad Men, so I-, I have to ask why. Why Was Don Draper famous for not telling people where his internships were? I guess so. He's like a shifty businessman. I, I was also amazed yeah, I that the show had already been on at this point. 
think Mad Men started in 2007. So I think it Jesus started the Christ. same year as Gossip Girl. Wow. I just, I, in my head, it was <clears throat> like a classic binger type show, but I guess it was on uh, cable. Yeah, I mean, people were people were binging in the, because it last, I think it's eight seasons, so 2007 to, to 2015. That's, wow. you know, that's right in the thick of binging. Yeah, there were never seen to announce of that show. Never what? I've never seen to announce of that show. Oh, of, of Mad Men? Yeah. I watched, uh, Ganesh was really big into Mad Men in college, so I sat down and watched an episode two or two with him, and uh, it was very boring. Yeah, there's a chance I would like it because I love boring shit, but I don't, oh, I don't okay. know, <laughs> I don't know if I could get through it. Maybe it's, it's a slow burn, from what I hear. Even too boring for you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Serena and Ben are at their breakfast. Serena tries to pay, but Ben tells her, uh, "No, you got it last time." So this is not even the first time they've met up for breakfast. And Ben says he's been living on Edward's sofa since getting out of prison. And the reason Ben asked Serena to breakfast today is because his college friend wants him to move to a farm in Ithaca or something. And Serena tries to pretend to be excited for him, but she's clearly already in love with this creep, so she's upset. Uh, Ben seems sure about this, though. He wants to work outside with his hands after being cooped up for so long. And Serena wants to spend some time with him before he leaves, but Ben tells her that he's leaving tomorrow. He wants to start his new life as soon as possible. And uh, Serena says she understands, and she's sure they'll write or email or call. Uh, Serena's fucking pathetic. <laughs> She's so pathetic. That's my whole takeaway from this episode is that per- Serena's pathetic. Oh, Perina. That's a good uh, like kitty name for her <laughs> for Halloween time. Perina. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's embarrassing. Uh, she's just, just so horny after this convict. Um, he's really not even that hot. He's not even that hot. It, this is like one of the it girls of the city. You're like, you're like da- kind of dating a famous girl at this point, and you're just you just got out of jail. You used to be a teacher. She, like, there's nothing interesting about know. you. <laughs> she feels so bad that he went to jail. She's like, well, I have to fuck him now to make up for it. I know. Also, I, the idea of him leaving was exciting. I thought, like, okay, cool. Maybe this is the end of Serena's boring relationship. But you know, that'd it's too be good great. To be true. Imagine they just they just great if, finish it right here. I wish I wish he went to the farm in Ithaca. Uh, a nice little rival spot for Carter's oil rig. <laughs> yeah, the farm in Ithaca is where everybody goes now. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So Ben leaves and notices a help wanted sign on the diner that catches his eye. And I don't understand this what so this was. He's like, hey, wait a second. I can I work, work anywhere? Here. <laughs> <laughs> if I work here instead of Ithaca, then I can finally fuck Serena. Then I can work with my hands, but I won't be outside. I'm so conflicted. <laughs> Like what is this? So strange. Wait, there's jobs in New York Ser- City. <laughs> and then Serena immediately calls Rufus and like, you still have a plot in your community garden, right? Like, was she gonna get him a job in the community? You can work with your hands in the garden. <laughs> she just found out that this guy likes to work with dirt. <laughs> is all in on that? <laughs> so strange. Uh, Dan and Blair are talking to each other on the sidewalk. We have a Dan and Blair sidewalk chat. I never this thought I'd see today. I mean, and she's talking she's being a little bit like. Uh, shifty about this in the morning too like she said she's going to get breakfast and she like she, yeah. i think this is why she's yeah. up so early so she can have her like her new morning ritual with dan but on the low low yeah they're they're bickering obviously about whether or not a scorpio rising is a good film but this is huge they're they're having their sidewalk chat uh, they're making some more movie plans and blair tells him that going to the movies is a one or four time thing it doesn't <laughs> mean they're friends like they're really trying to fight this but they can't <laughs> these two are friends this is like you after our fourth Movie Tuesday. Like, Brennan, yeah. this happens this once or four friends. times. Doesn't mean we're friends. Once or four times a month. This does not mean we're friends. <laughs> so. Dan and Blair are arguing about art and fashion. Blair tells Dan that fashion is the most powerful art there is. It shows the world who we are and who we'd like to be. Just like your scarf suggests that you'd like to sell used cars. <laughs> uh, Genuinely good episode? line. That was good. Yeah, was good. I think so. Especially because it was I've Vanessa a... that gave him the scarf. So I think digging yes, Vanessa at the same I mean... time with her off screen is... Double yeah. duty. 
He inadvertently burned Vanessa as he ha- she has another off episode. She's like, Vanessa gave me this scar, which is just great. Incredible. And so uh, Dan and Blair are both being cagey about which internships they got for no reason other than so it works with the plot of this episode. So they don't know they're going to the same place. Exactly. For that for that uh, amazing reveal. What? <laughs> Dan's here, no but this is a reason. girl's job. <laughs> Dan, you're a boy. You can't work in fashion. <laughs> Even in this in this like argument they're having, uh, where Dan's like, Blair, you're such a girl. And then Blair's like, well, you're such a boy. <laughs> yeah. Girls like fashion, but boys like boring movies. How are we ever going to get along? <laughs> because, Dan, your internship has to do with fashion. Little did you know. Yep. Oh, oh, don't spoil the surprise. Does he not know that Damien, yet until he gets there? No, he doesn't because uh, we'll, we'll get to his phone call with Lily, I think, in a couple of scenes. But, yeah, he doesn't know about that yet. Uh, Damien sees Serena on the street. He tells her he had no idea what Juliet was going to use the drugs for, and he wants to make sure she's okay. But Serena is not interested in clearing Damien's conscience. She, she asks him, are you going to realize that your occupation hurts people? Which... Okay, come on. She was so willing to forgive Juliet, the person who actually tried to kill her, but she can't forgive Damien, who's only, like, tertiarily related to this. She's insane. <laughs> She's so stupid. I, I think maybe because the two of them have a history a little bit, and she just doesn't like him in general. But no, you're right. She's still very stupid. Damien defends his occupation, so Serena says, okay, then you're only half responsible for almost dying. And what fraction is Juliet for you di- for you almost dying? She Less than half? I think she, she gets the whole the whole pie. Yeah, she's she's a crazy person. Uh, Blair is at her W internship. Her supervisor, or whoever this is, tells Blair that this is not a movie where a girl with a scrunchie gets a makeover and triumphs at the end. And Is this the W where bl- Bean Dip works? I'm sorry? This is the W where Bean Dip <laughs> yes. works? Why, why don't we get yeah, a Bean Dip it. appearance? That'd be, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to try to do a Bean Dip impression. <laughs> Welcome to the W. <laughs> That's the best I can do. <laughs> I like that Blair responds to this. She's like, I've never worn a scrunchie, which I don't think is the takeaway from this. But th- this woman tells her that, yeah, I read that I've, in your resume. Yeah. And I hope that Blair actually did put never worn a scrunchie. Well, we in do her know resume. that Blair does put insane things on her resume. <laughs> yes, she does. So I, I believe that she put uh, that in there. Blair, that's probably on the back. I don't know why she would. <laughs> Blair wants to uh, talk with the CEO, and the supervisor girl is telling her to get real. She's, she's laughing at how young and naive Blair is. And I know that Blair wants to make it in this industry, but. She and, and we get the backstory with she specifically wants this internship, but it's I still can't like fathom that Blair is filthy rich and she is being a lowly intern at a place where people don't even give a shit about her. Yeah, I mean it's impressive. This is <clears throat> to me a little bit of growth from this character that understands, growth, yeah, that you have to be at the bottom before you can get to the top. And she wants to, she's a hard worker in general, so she wants to do it the right way. Yeah, she wants she wants to be here specifically, yeah. and uh, this lady brings Blair into the room with the other interns, and Blair thought it was just going to be her, but instead of the thousand applications, these are the best of the best, and Blair argues that she is the best of the best because she's Blair Waldorf, and I agree, but this woman <laughs> tells Blair that she assumes that Blair's way of, uh, this is Blair's way of saying that she's the most distinguished and ambitious student at her school, and tells her if that's the case, then they are all Blair Waldorfs, and she uh, names all the schools that they uh, are going uh, to college at, and it's all very impressive. A lot of Ivies there. And then in walks the sixth and final Blair Waldorf, and it's none other than Dan Humphrey. And on a small island like Manhattan, these two were bound to go for the same internship, even though they're in different fields. It is really funny, too, when Blair first walks in, and all the girls from the other Ivies are just staring at her, like doing these intense poses. And trying yeah. to look really intimidating. Yes. <laughs> this sucks. Um, and but like, Dan's great. How did this happen? Because they were both just walking to their internships. Why did they? How did they, I, I guess they got like separate 
like taxis or something and that's how they ended up splitting up yeah. but it's crazy that they didn't notice they were like going in the same direction and then like Dan shows up like so much longer after Blair yeah yeah I don't think we have to worry about it too much but yeah, yeah I, I, it's got to be the taxi the logistics thing. of it yeah. We we finally get the name of the supervisor. It's Epperly Lawrence. Uh, what what a name, Epperly. Have you ever Epperly. heard the name Epperly before? I don't think I have. Epperly. I love it. They keep calling her Epperly, and uh, <laughs> it is nice. It makes me smile every time because it's a it's a great name. I think I'm gonna name my firstborn Epperly. <laughs> it's a very positive, upbeat sounding name, Epperly. Yeah, for someone she she doesn't seem that upbeat and positive. She seems kind of over everything already. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and this is it. This is what we were flagging up in the preview last week. It's officially Blair versus Dan when they both get internship at Magazine. This is Magazine. Oh, yes. It's Blair versus Dan. <laughs> this is Magazine. The, uh, preview that ma- the Magazine that preview- the preview was uh, was warning us about. So we see a familiar face. Jonathan here is here with a new haircut. Uh, he brings Lily one of Eric's books that Eric left in class. And Lily is gushing about how considerate he is. <laughs> and she, she she asks Jonathan how he is. She hasn't seen him in so long. And then she tells Jonathan that she hasn't seen Eric that much either because he's been spending all his time with Elliot. Which, kind of a bold move to mention the new boyfriend like that in front of the old boyfriend. There, but, you're so excited to see this boyfriend. Like, oh, he's been so <laughs> he's busy with his boyfriend. Yeah, they've been fucking all over the place. <laughs> and... But Jonathan has some news for Lily anyway. Elliot broke up with Eric over the holidays. Apparently, it's all anyone was talking about back at school. And Lily says that Eric's been staying at his place after school. So it looks like Jonathan uh, came back to the show solely to blow up Eric's spot here with Lily. Pretty much. Just to call his ex-boyfriend a liar. And they're like, where's Eric then? And cut to Damien telling Eric that he brought him some coffee. Uh, It turns out Eric that is staying with Damien. What did you think this was about? Uh, I was worried that they were going to make Eric a drug addict. Yeah, but yeah. it's pretty short-lived. He pretty By the end of it, he's just like, yeah, I was doing some sleeping pills and some Adderall, <laughs> it was, and yeah, uh, right. that's it. I'm done now. Yeah, he was addicted to I – mean, maybe not addicted. He just like, wanted to have a good night's sleep one night. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to go to sleep. <laughs> he was having a tough time. He wanted to go to sleep, and then he wanted to wake up the next day. Right. As far as uh, drug problems go, this is pretty. I, this is not even a, a real problem. He was pretty no. – uh, I was, I'm glad I about- mean, I'm not advocating for people to, to take sleeping pills and Adderall, but uh, Eric seemed to be doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was really worried it was going to be like a – like a downers thing, like a super, like a Xanax or something like that. He was going to be a sloppy and because he, he already what's, had, that? what's that? I want to take some super Xanax. Super Xanax. <laughs> well, if the, someone's got it, Damien's the one that's got it. But uh, <laughs> for sure, yeah. I don't know. I, so, I was I was worried about him because he's like he's got already had the the mental issues for the start of the show, and they're like, oh no, they're, they're, uh, Eric's one of my best my best friends. I don't want him to, to be addicted to drugs with Damien. Eric's one of my best friends. Um, so, um. Sorry, I uh, I I got distracted. Um, you get to be jealous. I, I, Eric's my best friend. Yeah, I, kind of. Um, kind of through. Yeah. Serena walks out of the taxi. Uh, Serena walks up to the building. She thinks she has the wrong address, but a creepy guy is here to tell her that she's in the right place. She's like, "Is your friend the next con? Because then you're in the right place. This is a halfway house." And Serena can't believe it as the dramatic music starts playing, <laughs> but. It looks like a completely normal place. I guess this is supposed to look so terrible that Serena's surprised that Ben could ever live here, but it's just like it's just it not looks the upper like east a cheap side. Apartment. Yeah, yeah. Like what? It ben looks like where Julia's from. With these ugly people. <laughs> with these people with hats and gloves on, looking poor. <laughs> not hats and gloves. <laughs> so, Kimberly is uh, giving her speech to the interns, and Blair is telling Humphrey to leave this. Uh, to leave because this is her world but dan tells her that he can't just quit because 
Lily got her got him the the internship and I, I guess I did miss this scene but he is on the, the the sidewalk at one point when talking to Lily and Lily's he's like thank you so much for getting me this internship and Lily I guess tries to tell him she's like just so that you know this might not be what you're and Dan's like yeah yeah I know it's all gonna be yeah, oh, getting okay, coffee yeah. and everything but but I can handle it and then uh, I guess all he needs to know is that like, it's oh, at a magazine whatever. which is like right partially it could be could be writing yeah. for him he's in the world and Dan had no follow-up questions for Lily after she gave him the address to the internship didn't even ask like what company it was for anything he's just like yeah I know all our internships are the same I'll, ju- I'll just get get people coffee that's fine like not even to like ask like oh by the way what magazine is this and to find out that it's it's the w uh but it, it's just it's not very believable but uh so lily pulled every string on dan's behalf to get in this internship so he can't just walk away now right and it, it is kind of crazy that the other interns here are people that are top of their class and then there's one guy that just <laughs> is here just because his mommy asked yeah just stumbling in and that's kind of what we get to where usually it would be uh, Blair, who gets the favor from her mom to get it, and right. Dan's like the hardworking one, but uh, they they swapped roles here. Interesting. So, uh, Blair and Dan continue to bicker, and Epperly overhears. Uh, Blair tells her all about how Dan would love to write for the New Yorker, but this backfires because Epperly seems to love that Dan is the writer, and she's like, maybe you could do something special for a new blog. Uh, and she talks about how she's going to introduce Dan to uh, Lynn Hirschberg, and there, Dan gives Blair a very funny face. She, he's like. Oh, look at that. She loves me. <laughs> See, look what you did. Lynn, you Lynn Hirschberg. How about that, Blair? <laughs> like, my life is so easy now. <laughs> the face he gives Blair, it's very, it's very comical. Um, Eric comes home to see Lily and Jonathan having tea with each other, and he's very confused, and Lily asks him where he was last night, and don't even say Elliot's because I already called his mommy and found out that you weren't there. <laughs> okay, not Elliot's. So, yeah, so Lily asks Eric why he didn't tell her that he and Elliot broke up, and Eric's like, oh, I didn't want to ha- share a huge fact from my life. Wonder where I got that gene from. Uh, a good record, for, not record, retort from the uh, continuously moody Eric. Will uh, will poor Eric ever be in a good mood again? I know, he has been moody for, he just misses his best friend, Jenny. That's That's got to be what it is. Ever since she left, it's been downhill. Um... Lily's about to get really uh, into it with Eric. She's like, now you listen to me. But Jonathan interrupts and asks if he could talk to Eric alone. So Lily begrudgingly agrees, and Jonathan asks Eric if he's okay. He wants to know what's going on between Eric and Lily. And uh, Eric seems amused that now Jonathan cares because he didn't when he dumped him. And Jonathan replies, hey, I was angry, but I've always cared about you. And uh, Jonathan Eric's left because like, of like, all the drama at one point? Yeah, I think, was? Like, I think it was because Eric was like turning into Jenny or whatever. Yeah, okay. He really wasn't. I believe you gave Jonathan an LVP in that episode, or, or someone did. Either you or the guest. Yeah. I think it was you. I, b- I believe it. He was being dramatic. I believe it, yeah. Uh, Eric tells Jonathan that, you know, it's just his family and, and Elliot, and it's been a rough few weeks for him, and man, poor poor baby Eric. He just uh, tells Jonathan that he's missed having him in his life. That is, that's sweet. I mean, I, I'm a Jonathan fan. It was good to see him. Yeah, for the most part, they were they were good together until it yeah. ended. And Jonathan tells Eric he's here now. He wants to be Eric's date to the big party tonight that everyone's going to. And uh, they can keep the peace and make fun of everyone they see. And Eric says that sounds perfect. So uh, they've uh, they've got a date. They've got a date. At this point, when, when Eric comes in, I'm looking to see if he's like looking extra cokey or if he's if he's got like bags <laughs> under his eyes. I'm like, okay, I don't know he if he's fine. on drugs. Yeah. He looks. He looks, looks well rested, and he looks well rested <laughs> uh, yeah. and awake. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jonathan's going to take this to mean like they're back together or something, but but it's it's just a date. And so, 
at the W internship, Dan is staring at a bunch of shoes. Epperly asks him to pull the uh, lemon Louboutins. He, he's lost at what he's supposed to be doing, so Blair says she'll help him. But Dan didn't date Serena Vanderwoodson for two years to not know what the shoes that the shoes that uh, Blair has given him are Mark Jacobs and their mustard, which is impressive to me because I certainly wouldn't be able to spot a Mark no. Jacobs shoe just by looking at it. So you can't find the lemon Louboutins, but he can point out the mustard other shoes. Maybe yeah, maybe Serena was a big mustard Mark Jacobs shoe wearer. I guess so. And very coolly turns and walks away, like like he doesn't have time for Blair's shit. <laughs> I guess he's just going to leave without the shoes. I, yeah, I guess so. But he doesn't fall for the old mustard trick. That's the oldest trick no, in the book. Yeah. So, Blair isn't done trying to sabotage Dan, though. She puts Chanel number five in the coffee, but just, <laughs> I feel like that could kill someone. But... <laughs> that, was, that was very grinchy of her. <laughs> really I was surprised she didn't start eating the glass yeah. the Chanel bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but another intern gets blamed for it, and Dan ends up giving her a great cup of coffee. He tells her that his father used to own a coffee bar, which is a fun callback. That is, it is a very fun callback. Like, oh, Ru- your father owned the coffee bar that, no. that doesn't exist anymore? I've passed the by before. I always thought it, was, I thought it was closed. <laughs> yeah, the coffee bar slash art gallery that no one go- went into. <laughs> no one bought the art or the coffee. <laughs> Really asks for a stapler, and Blair and Dan both sprint to get it. And it's kind of insane that uh, this is how getting jobs is chosen for whatever reason. Like, and it's not just that. Like, this is how jobs get chosen. Like, in internships, like people just have to fight for who gets to get their boss the stapler, and then the boss gets to be insane. like, "I like you now." I like you the most. But and for whatever reason, this is the scene that sticks out to me because I still like vividly remember this stapler chase whenever I <laughs> whenever I think of this of this episode. It's good. Dan tells Blair her, her stupid tricks won't work on him because, unlike the other interns, he knows Blair. And Blair just tells him, oh, look, it's Georgina's baby. Which, again, love a good callback. <laughs> he's supposed, to, he's supposed to, yeah, why does he look? What, Georgina with my baby? <laughs> Blair, Blair running away victoriously, waving the stapler over her head was, like, my laugh of the episode. <laughs> what I don't understand is, what is the competition here? Like, they all have a job. I guess, are they just trying to get to the next level no, sooner I think, than the rest? I, th- I don't know. I think the rest of them at some point are going to get... Uh, whittled out a la season four of house where they hire a oh, bunch really? of interns and then like only a couple of them actually get the job that is, I, i've only had one internship and it was like a lily situation where it was just kind of given to me um yeah and it wasn't it wasn't a game of survivor it was not a game it was, it was just for me i think they almost like just created a random job for me that they didn't actually have <laughs> they're like here you go you have oh, this wow. so I've, I've never had to compete with anyone as, at an internship i just assume if you're there and you're hired then you get to work for the summer and then maybe they'll hire you back once you're done with school or something. But I guess it's different mm-hmm. in the city. I never had an internship. Was this a paid internship or an unpaid internship? It was paid. I think at the time I was making $11 an hour. I mean, wait, that's low minimum wage these days. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I just, uh, I never got an internship. But especially, I don't, I could not see doing ever doing an unpaid internship. Like, I need money. And this inter- the internship takes so much time. And like It was like like student teaching. I do so much shit and get paid nothing for it. Like, I don't know. It, it's a yeah. tough way to live. We, yeah, you don't live in the Upper East Side and have these swanky apartments to live in. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, the captain comes home. Nate finally makes an appearance in this episode. And Howie has incredible news. He's, he's a financial advisor at a top-tier company. He's so excited for the suits and the lunches and the paying his own bills. And uh, Nate is so happy for his papa. And he asks what, what firm it is. And it's Thorpe Enterprises. The captain will be working with Russell Thorpe himself. See you later, pal. As <laughs> as Nate just stands there, wide eyed, uh, and Howie passes Chuck on the way out, and very cheerfully says hello to him as if he didn't just get a job working for his enemy. <laughs> hey, Chuck, how's yeah. it going? And Nate calls him out too. He's and he doesn't understand why Nate isn't excited for him. 
Yeah, like I get that he wants to work and maybe Nate is being a little selfish here, but he can't see how this might be a problem. Yeah, and then the captain's also like, you know, Chuck has family. Like, so I would never do anything to, uh, you know, ruin our relationship. Yeah, so but, he, he again, should. Th- like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so Nate Nate tells Chuck that his dad, who could hardly get an interview as a custodian, just got a big executive job with a guy trying to buy Chuck's company. So they're they're a little suspicious, right. and Chuck guess, is also able uh, to tell. At the same time, though, like, what is a financial advisor gonna do to help? I think the rest of Thorpe along. I I think the problem is that they think that uh, he just hired Owie to kind of like get inside information about Chuck. Hmm. Okay. So we're gonna be he's going to be that. living with Nate. Nate's going to, and Nate's a notorious idiot, so he might slip up and be like, "Oh shoot, uh, I got to go meet up with Chuck. He told me all the big secrets about it, about Bass Industries, and this is what they are." Right. And then Howard's going to run back and tell that. But I was to, like, uh, you think knowing that he works for Thorpe, they wouldn't talk about that sort of stuff in front of the captain. You would think, but uh, who who knows? Uh, Chuck is able to tell that the captain's suit is two thousand dollars just by walking past him for one <laughs> Impressive. second. Impressive. Was that your dad in a two thousand dollars suit I saw? Which still, like, the chuck is probably pretty cheap. Yeah, probably. Um, Anna and Blair at the internship. Dan asks Blair how her first day go- is going, and she tells him that it should have been perfection, but it's been tainted because of Dan. Uh, they start bickering yet again, and they overhear that Hirschberg's flight got canceled, which is a huge disaster, unless someone shows up with a new author and saves the day. And Blair says that when she does that, she will shine, and her insipid competition will be fired. And uh, Dan asks Blair if she realizes that he knows Jeremiah Harris personally, right? And Blair's like, okay, you know I know everyone personally, right? Which is a solid point. <laughs> <A> good point. <laughs> okay, great. You know one person. I know the world. I'm a Waldorf, you fool. Yeah, so, she she has uh, this insane list of people that she that she knows that we see later. Of course, yeah. Uh, Dan decides that they'll both bring their own authors to the event tonight, and whoever Epperly decides is the best fit for W wins, and the other resigns. And Dan is just making up the rules for the internship now. I, I I was so amazed by this like this competition. I, was, I guess this is a fun way to do it, though. Yeah, immediately I was like, this can't end well for either of them, and it <laughs> no. ends up not ending well. Clear um, agrees to the terms, but Dan tells her it has to be a fair fight, no sabotage, and it's on. Blair versus Dan. No sabotages. That's Internship not, at not Blair's way. Yes. Uh, Serena comes home and asks if Eric is here. Uh, she's supposed to take him to lunch, but Lily responds that he's brooding in his room. We, we love a good we brooder. We love a brooder. As, oh, yeah. As fans of Ryan Atwood. So, Who's the biggest Vanya brooder in this show been... before Eric? I, I would say between Nate and Dan maybe are big brooders. I think Nate Nate wishes he was the brooder that Ryan Atwood is, but yeah. he's, he's really more of a powder than a brooder. <laughs> he's it doesn't a powder. Come, doesn't come like off like, like Ryan does. It, yeah, he, he comes off just like, hmm. Yeah, he's not as, Ooh, not as ma- I think he's too, too pretty to be a brooder. Ooh. Or Ryan's Ryan manly. Would, uh, well, yeah, Ryan, yeah, that's true. Ryan, Ryan's more hunky and Nate's yeah. more pretty. Yeah. Yeah, the the, two, the, spe- the the prettier hunky spectrum that we'll be placing every <laughs> character on. <laughs> Vanya has given Serena a package to give to Lily, and Lily very suspiciously will not open it when Serena gives it to her. <laughs> like, especially, like, the streak she's been on lately, you don't think they're going to make you do this in front of them? Or it's, it's, it's right. not going to look good for you if you try and just like, I'll go open it in the uh, bathroom. <laughs> It's so funny. Serena's like, even Serena's like, a, oh, come on. We're all trying to move forward here. Uh, definitely not a good look for Lily, who's desperately trying to win her kids back by not being the big secret keeper that she is. And maybe if this package was so secretive, she should have told Vanya to make sure he gives it directly to her when it gets here and not, not well, to I, I Serena. Well, I think the problem was that she didn't know it was coming back to her because she, it was, she was hoping the guy would That's true, yeah. Uh, 
and Lily says it's not a secret. In fact, she's like, in fact, I have no idea what it is or who as, it's as from. As soon it as she be. got this, she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. So, so Rufus is like, so what's the big deal then? And uh, Serena grabs the package and opens it herself. And inside the package is stacks of money. <laughs> and a such note to a ben, bad look. Please, <laughs> please take this money and use it to start a new life far away from me and my family. <laughs> well, yeah. Lily, you tried. <laughs> <laughs> terrible look for lily here who's back to her old tricks but i completely back her up with this one like get this guy out of here by any means necessary yeah, my problem would have been uh, Ser- I, if i was serena i'd been like only 30k mom <laughs> you have so much money you can't give him like <laughs> at least a year's worth of money <laughs> serena's pissed though and ben has sent a note right back uh, he doesn't need lily's blood money he'll stay away for free and Rufus looks disappointed in Lily. I, I never understand why sometimes Rufus chooses to be mad and sometimes he sides with Lily. Like, this this time he s- decides to be disappointed, but why? This is no different than another time where he'd be like, you should listen to your mother. Lily just has your back. And he kind of does say that, but, like, it, it kind of does just decides on what, what we need Rufus to do for the episode. Like, this episode, there was the episode where Rufus inexplicably decides to side with Chuck <laughs> yeah. and... and Spill the beans about Lily, and for that, it's like because he's mad that Lily was drinking in the morning. This episode, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna inexplicably give Ben a place to live, so he's got to be mad that Lily is being underhanded again, and for no reason. Yeah, I, I, the only difference here is what Rufus is doing. the The constant for the past how many episodes has been Lily keeping secrets from people about Ben. Like, can we just be done with this already? How how long? Yeah. How much longer are we gonna be mad at Lily for? It doesn't make sense when Rufus some weeks is gonna be like into your mother she knows what's best and then some weeks he's like lil i'm so disappointed in you so serena calls her mom out she ruined the last three years of ben's life and is trying to ruin the rest of it but lily's like okay thirty thousand dollars would hardly ruin his life and again she's right and also ben's an idiot for not taking the deal like who gives a shit about serena you wanted to kill you wanted to kill her seven episodes ago yeah it's it's cash too you could just just keep it and don't go anywhere Yeah, like, oh, he's going to decide to have integrity? Like, he's going to stay, he says he's going to stay away anyway, but he's not going to, like, for what? He's not going to get, I mean, I guess he is going to get, like, bonus points from Serena for not taking the money. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to lose her. I guess it's, so, it's yeah, Serena's more important than money to him. Weirdo. Yeah. So Rufus tells Lily, like, you said you were going to buy him an apartment, not pay him to disappear. And Eric overhears this, and uh, he comes in, and he's like, oh, Lily paid someone off again. Uh, what a surprise. We should make this into a drinking game. And Lily still doesn't understand what she did wrong. She says that Ben Donovan has information that could ruin this family. What's wrong with getting him out of town? Which is literally the only way that Lily's mind is capable of thinking. Yeah, this is kind of her favorite thing to do. This is a hobby of hers at this point. She, he has information about us that I don't want it to get out. Let's, Let's pay him off. Give him money to get out of here. Yeah. So Serena's like, oh, uh, because he's blameless and because he was a wonderful teacher who can't do what he loves because of her and uh, because he deserves more. Which, okay, let's calm the fuck down, Serena. <laughs> it's so Lily has a, this is her whole person. She, like, latches onto one person at a time and it becomes her whole personality. Yeah, she really does. And Lily has a great uh, reaction to this, which is just to silently roll her eyes. And <laughs> Rufus says he's going to go out. Serena follows him. So does Eric, but not before uh, he texts Damien asking to meet up. And I know the times I decide to criticize Lily and the times I decide to stand her are could be as inconsistent as Rufus, but I was loving Lily in this scene. Yeah, because everybody else is just annoying. So yeah, like, you're all Lily's, overreacting. Yeah, Lily's Lily. She's going to do what she does. So her everybody else stop. Was, was perfect. Stop caring oh, about this what? random person. Oh, the horror. I gave this fucking essentially would-be statutory rapist $30,000. I'm such a terrible person. Right. Yeah, it, that's the thing. We talked about it at length. He's not fully innocent. Right. He's a uh, So Dan, 
and his gloating to Blair, Jeremiah Harris would be delighted to come. Even though no one allowed Dan to do this, like literally just ask permission first. I don't know why he doesn't think to do that. Like everybody's going to be thrilled at, by the end of it, but it's so weird that they're both just asking people to come when Epperly was never like, oh, please find a replacement. Yeah. It is, I guess they just assume this is going to work out. Like, oh, she would love this it, on the first day of the job. <laughs> right. And so uh, Blair says to add his name next to Blair's author, Lori Moore, and they start arguing over whose author is better. It feels like the writers were like, they love the planet, the Blair and Dare, the the Blair and Dan banter. The the audience loves it. Let's do a whole episode of it. Give the people what they want. I mean, and I'm happy for it. I know. I I really think we need to uh, take it easy and not blow our load with this. Like, let, let's use this gold a little a little more sparingly. I, I was already getting nervous that we were going to be sick of these two by the end of the episode. Um, but so we we could we could check in. Are are you were you f- still feeling this duo after a whole oh, episode yeah. of this? I I I, yeah. I I don't think you can really blow a load with these two honestly. Like so far from what I'm seeing, maybe it's just because they've spent three seasons of them not interacting right. really. So even one episode of it is like still so little to me. Uh, and yeah. this is also all I was really enjoying. This episode uh-huh. was was For sure. these two. This is definitely the only good storyline. Yeah, but I I, I was uh, I was feeling the same way. I still do like it, but I'm just concerned that. It's just going to be like all Dan and Blair bickering and eventually we're just going to be sick of it. Kind of how you were getting sick of like Blair and Chuck doing the same thing every episode. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but that's, that's so, been uh, like series long. Yeah, well, yeah. You know. We still, we've still got us you know, two and a half seasons yeah, of this show to go. True. I, I guess I just, I figure if these two become like an item, in my head, Dan and Serena are still endgame. So mm-hmm. this will be like maybe, this will trickle into season five a little bit, but then they'll start to work on getting Dan and Serena back together. So it won't be from now until end of season six. It'll be like a, a chunk of the next season. Okay. Half or so. All right. You're already mapping out the, uh, the end of the show. I, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, Chuck shows up to Raina's place. She's, she's happy to call. She's happy he called because afternooners are her favorite, but Chuck is not here for an afternooner. He's here to question Raina's claim that she likes to be above board when it comes to business. Uh, so why did she hire Chuck's best friend's father to work for the company? And Raina says it's because her dad and Nate's dad are old friends, and uh, Big Thorpe believes in second chances, and he needs someone who knows the lay of the land. Did you call her dad Big and Thorpe? Chuck, uh, and I'm calling her dad okay. Big Thorpe. She, she <laughs> did not, she did not, that was not a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> My dad, Big Thorpe, believes in... <laughs> so Chuck says it's an obvious conflict because uh, the captain's son is his roommate, but Raina tells Chuck, he's like, we just met, and uh, I had no idea that you lived with him, so <laughs> it's not a conflict of interest. And he assures Chuck that Thorpe Enterprises has no interest in corporate espionage, and even so, Chuck would like her to do him a personal favor and have the captain fired, which seems kind of fucked up. Poor Howie just trying to get his mm-hmm. life back in order. It is funny, because I also, like, what leverage does Chuck have as they're trying to buy his business? I feel like they could do no, whatever the hell they want. Yeah. No, he doesn't have leverage. That's why he's asking for a personal favor. Yeah. He's like... Uh, we had sex. Uh, can you fire my best friend's dad, please? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a, a so, little sad coming from Chuck. I think got, she, if nothing. he does, can't, can't Big Thorpe just, like, reverse that decision? I don't think Reyna has power over Big Thorpe. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it seems like a big hire. I don't think she could just fire him without yeah. telling her dad. Oh, shit, my hands are tied. Reyna fired him. <laughs> I, nothing I could do. Oh. So Chuck just nonchalantly tells Reyna to fire his best friend's dad, and then immediately is like, so how about that sex? But... Unfortunately for him, Raina just remembered she has a meeting, so she doesn't seem interested anymore. Yeah, he, he blew it. Sorry, Chucky. Sorry, yeah, Chucky. He did not blow his load. He just blew it. Yeah. Maybe he might so have. Blair, when he was talking there, he might have. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't zoom in on the stain in his pants. <laughs> Blair and Serena are on the phone, and Blair says that uh, Lily may be doing what she always does, but maybe it's best for uh, 
and to start a new life. And yeah, it probably is. Like, get away from all of this this scandal that you were just in. Like, it, he went to jail, and it was allegedly for dating a high school student. The worst thing for him to do is get out of jail <laughs> and then start dating that, that student. That exact like, student, oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe that was true then. If he gets out of jail and then immediately starts dating the student that he was accused of having a thing with when he went to jail. Yeah. Like, oh, he's doing so well. He got out early, all that good stuff, and then goes right to the to the girl. It's like OJ getting out of the jail and then writing that book, uh, This Is How I Did It, If I Did It. <laughs> yeah, immediately. And comes out and he's like, this is how I would have dated Serena if I did date yeah. Serena. And then killing another person. Like, <laughs> and then killing someone. And so uh, Serena doesn't give a shit what's best for Ben because she just doesn't want to go down without a fight against her mom. And speaking of fights, Blair brings up her war with Humphrey. And Dan is the only person that Blair is concerned about because he's the only intern there who isn't a lesser version of Blair. A- and he can make great coffee, which uh, that's probably why I would uh, never be able to hack it as an intern. I can't make coffee. Yeah, I-, I don't know how much better or worse you can make coffee at a, like an internship type place like that. I feel like I- everywhere I've been, like in an office, just has like, a Keurig. So you just press a button. Well, he knows the secret to the trade because his dad was a big coffee maker. Heck yeah, well, the secret to the good coffee is like the beans... And beans. The, the beans and then the machine. I don't know. Beans, baby. The beans, baby. Uh, Not to bring up bean dip again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blair hasn't even mentioned the fact that uh, Dan is not a horrible looking straight guy working at a fashion magazine. And Blair just admitted that was, oh my, I know. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's yeah, not like, a that's... horrible looking straight guy. So. Dan has the whole office buzzing, and Blair's feeling a little threatened, but not for long, because her author is going to make Dan's look like an invisible monkey with a typewriter, and Serena tells Blair that she hears scheming in her voice, which, of course she does, because it's Blair, and she tells Blair that she can't sabotage Dan, and Blair's just like, well, why not? And she's like, I'm not going to treat him better than all my other enemies, just because Serena sporadically loves him, which which is uh, fun to call Serena out on that. And Yeah, I like that, too. Yeah, Serena tells Blair that Dan is not the enemy and she can win on her own merit. And they they end the conversation with Blair telling Serena to let Ben go and Serena replying to let Dan be. And Blair hangs up. Dan walks by. Uh, he thought Blair could use some lunch because he's he's a nice boy. And he assures her that it's not poison. He just doesn't want to win due to his rival starvation. He he did not put Chanel number no. five in, in her in her food like she did with uh with Epperly's coffee. Yeah, I, I still want to taste that a little bit. I don't know what Chanel number no. five tastes smells like, but. Might be a good addition to a coffee. All right. Well, I, I think you can make it happen, probably. We'll review it live on the pod. Oh, you know, that's good. Me and Brian recently reviewed uh, beer and milk on the podcast. I, I think yeah. this, this show should review shit on number five and, and coffee. Yeah, coming to natural. a podcast feed near you. Uh, if, <laughs> we we might die by the end of the episode, but it'll be fun. It'll be worth it. It'll, be, it'll probably be just like a whole episode of us just like... <laughs> Coughing and choking into the microphone. I think that's a good, a good off-season episode. Whatever the opposite of ASMR is. <laughs> I mean, there's probably some people out there that like a good wheezing on a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wheeze more. <laughs> wheeze, wheeze more. more. <laughs> <laughs> Everly needs Dan to alphabetize, so he leaves. But it appears that Dan left behind like the guest list with, with the food for Blair and Blair scenes. Uh, the first name on the page is Jeremiah Harris, along with his phone number. Or I don't know if he left it behind or it's just something that Blair has. I, I didn't know exactly what was going on, if Dan was scheming or if Blair was scheming or, or you know, I, I, I didn't know exactly what was happening is, is my point here. Yeah. I, I, I think as soon as I saw Blair throw out the, the list, she's like, you know what? I'm above it all. I'm not going to scheme. Yes. And then um, Dan does the exact opposite. I'm like, oh, no. Right. They're reversing roles again. Uh, Jessica Beale was also on the guest list. Oh, I didn't. I didn't look through the the rest of the names. That's interesting. That's a that, is she a writer, an author? Not that I know of, oh. but I, I guess she's. I mean, 
it's a fashion magazine, so maybe she's doing something fashion related. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I just assumed they were all supposed to be like these writery type writers, but I guess any sort of celebrity will do just to. Yeah, it's, it's just the up. guest list for the yeah. for the party tonight. It's not a, a writer's event. Right, right. It's not a writer's retreat. Um, and is filling out a job application, and he gets to the part where it asks if, if he's been convicted of a felony, and he's going to have to explain that he kidnapped a student and brought her over state lines and every job resume he, he fills out, or yeah. jo- job application. Uh, Damien walks into the bar that Ben is in. Uh, remember, remember, Brendan, you predicted that Damien was the one who actually signed the affidavit, but it uh, doesn't seem like that's the case, but he is... He is uh, here to kind of rub Ben's face in it, at least. Yeah, because we knew that he saw it. Um, so I was close-ish. Uh, yeah, close-ish. He but said, it's confirmed that I'm not, I'm not right. Yeah, he tells Damien, fancy seeing you here, and then just tells him, uh, I heard you went to the pokey for poking a student, and laughs in his face. And this is, remember, this is a former teacher. Imagine this seeing like, a teacher in a bar and just like, laughing at them for going to jail. Who's now and a then, drug dealer and laughing at you for being yeah. a loser. Yeah, and he asks him if he wants to buy any party favors to celebrate. And Ben's like, the rumors are true. The straight-laced academic star becomes a dealer. Uh, where has he heard these rumors? Are they talking about it in prison? I, I guess yeah, Serena I, I guess them. they must be. Yeah, Serena tells him everything. Uh, Damien isn't embarrassed at all. He just smiles and says, guilty. Guilty. <laughs> and uh, Ben references guilty. a paper that Damien wrote on the wall. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> guilty. Spilty. <laughs> the fans love that shit. They really do. When I was younger, I used to spill tea. I got arrested, and the judge said I was guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Ben references a paper that uh, Damien wrote on The Wire and tells him that on The Wire, people usually had evidence before they testified. So it seems like Ben knows what Damien did, and I guess he's blaming Damien for telling the truth about what he saw. Uh, He knows that Damien was behind it. And Damien tells me, he's like, yeah, I just told the truth about what I saw. And that was... (laughs) That was all. and But Ben's still incredulous. He's like, nothing happened between me and Serena that night. Uh, but he went to jail for it anyway. But like nothing happened, but he wanted it to. And they were still there. And he, and uh, Damien's like, you say potato, judge says pedophile. Which, you know, <laughs> put line. it on a t-shirt. <laughs> put it on a t-shirt, baby. I mean, I, I'm... You say, on the front of the shirt, it's you say potato. And it's a picture of a potato. And then on the back, it's a uh, judge says pedophile. And it's a picture, picture. of Jared from Subway. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with, with me with the mustache. But that, I, I like Jared better. I guess don't you could don't cut too. that out of the kinda... podcast. Don't don't cut out. I like Jared better for, on this podcast, please. Don't <laughs> you cut act that. as if I do the editing. For don't this clip it. <laughs> You're just reminding yourself not to clip it. <laughs> don't clip that out of this podcast. <laughs> if you clip this, if you clip this out of my podcast, <laughs> I'm going to talk to your granddaughter <laughs> <laughs> and confirm the pedophilicness. <laughs> Eric shows up and Damien tells Ben that he would introduce him but you may or may not have statutorily raped his sister might be a tad awkward I am so team Damien in this conversation like maybe this is why I've always liked Damien because I I still don't understand if we're supposed to be rooting for Ben and if so why but I was like yes Damien you fucking tell I, him I know because at the end we get this, the switch uh, where it's like oh wait Ben's the bad guy but like I think me and you have both been on the same page where right. Damien's like, right yeah, sure, Ben's like, he, the he had, bad guy he had these motives obviously but Ben, I mean, I, I, when he saw Ben at that hotel, he was being a creep. And Damien maybe blew it out of proportion a little bit for his own self-gain. But he wasn't wrong. He wasn't. I mean, so Team Damien for sure. Um, back to the, to the I mean, We need a good sleaze on here. this show. Do we need, we need some someone to bring Yeah, and Damien is a good sleaze. Yeah. So Epperly comes up to Dan. Uh, he tells Dan... Or she tells Dan that he did a great job today. Uh, she tries to stay out of the intern drama, but she can't help but notice that uh, that 
Blair's a little competitive. I, I was getting like uh, Epperly kind of wants Dan vibes in this scene. Oh, I don't think I picked up on that. Um, I was maybe maybe it's just maybe it's just the way Epperly talks. But I was like, oh, she's like very impressed with Dan. I think she's I think she's kind of feeling it. Oh, you meant like just like for the job? No, no, I meant like in in the sack. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I got for the job. I didn't think about the sack. One and the same. That's how we get jobs, baby. <laughs> yeah, me and Gay can fuck our way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want you to clip that. I just, I just put it at the top of the episode. <laughs> Me and Gay gonna fuck our way to the top. <laughs> Good way to start and end the episode, I think. So, <laughs> Good thing I said it twice. Uh, I can Dan only tells- clip one at a time. <laughs> Dan tells her he doesn't know what she's talking about. Uh, she says she admires his loyalty, but there's probably a reason her coffee tasted like her perfume. And she says that Dan probably knows her better than her. Also, and I want to just quickly comment on that too amazing that she was able to drink it and know what it was <laughs> this coffee tastes like blair smells <laughs> right isn't that kind of weird <laughs> hints of blair in this coffee <laughs> dan agrees he says hey he knows her so well that he knows that her kindergarten yearbook quote is the best defense is a god <laughs> offense which i don't think that's true and also i don't know if it applies Wait, like the concept isn't true or that she had that in her. I don't think that Blair had that in her kindergarten yearbook, which I think it is just a joke, but it's okay. Like, like a, in, in Gossip Girl joke, like Dan made that as a funny. Yeah, I think Dan was just making a joke. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you also don't get yearbooks as a kindergartner. I didn't get yearbook quotes as a kindergartner. If I if we did, mine would probably be like Goo Goo Gaga. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit more behind. Mine would have been just Goo. Yeah, I, I famously I didn't learn how to Gaga. speak until I was ten, which is canonical as that as is for true this as of recently. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that was on the main pod or if it was a patron exclusive, but uh, if it was, well, congrats on everyone else learning. You know, that. I'll, I'll cut that out so they have to go pay to find out the lore. Yeah, please just bleep that this entire sentence. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna think I'm uh, cussing up a storm. <laughs> so full minute. Yeah. So Dan Dan also has a copy of the guest list, and he sees that Lori Moore's name on the list, and and makes a call. He tells her that he's an assistant at W. There's been a terrible mix up. So Dan is the one stooping to sabotage. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They just become friendly. I guess they, they technically haven't said the word friend about each other, but they're they're right. friendlier than ever, and he's going to go behind Blair's back. I guess I understand that he figures, even though they made a pact, she's going to go behind his back, and it's just it's just a, a lifetime of history with this girl. So I sort of get it, but Dan, my man. Danny, Danny, Danny. Just be the good yeah, boy. Be the good Brooklyn boy. Be the good boy. Uh, we are at the event of the week. We're at the big W party. I guess everyone is invited here because all of our all of our faves are here. Eric goes to talk to Rufus. He asks where mom is. And uh, he says that she's still licking her wounds from earlier. And Rufus is like, I- I'd never go to a party without her, but I needed some air. I'm kind of mad they didn't show us that scene, by the way. With her licking herself? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm confused at what Rufus says, where he's like, "I would never come to this party without Lily, but I needed some air." So, like, oh, this is the only place you could getting, go. You're <laughs> getting air here, like inside <laughs> by yourself. Event. Like, go to the park if you wanted some air. It also seems kind of like a young person's bag, too. I guess. See, I guess we're also just following all the the kids at the at the yeah. event. So, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah, go to the park. Go some like you, yeah. you. I think he's starting to like these things or something because this is the right. first thing he, he thinks to, to do. It. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I don't get it. Eric says he does. He's like, being in a room with a selfish manipulator can suck the life out of you. Now, all of a sudden, Rufus defends her. And he's like, she's just trying to protect her family. Well, Is he mad at Lily or not? I guess he doesn't want to start shit-talking his wife with his, with his stepson, though. Why not? I guess it's weird. I, don't, I guess he has, has done that in the past a little bit. But 
Um, I guess I don't think he's mad at her enough to just come here and bash her <laughs> with Eric. All right. Well, I think Eric t- took like a step too far in his mind. Like, all right, Eric, let's reel back in. Yeah, I still love right. your mother. Let's tone it down, yeah. So Chuck sees Blair at the sign-in table. She points out that he is no guest, and he points out that she's working the door. Uh, Blair tells him about her internship, and Chuck says that she'll be editing the magazine by May, Which and they share a cute smile here. I, I like the exchange between these two. Yeah, it's good, but Chuck's got to back off. Wow. Dan's coming you, in. You're maybe. so far into the, the, the Dan and Blair That's stuff so now. And, and if it's just a friendship, I'm fine with that, but I, I really do. I'm, I'm a heavy... This is, I've never liked a couple more on the show than... Blair and Dan. Oh my God, you're you're Jonesing for this. Jonesing, Jonesing. Uh, ben comes to the party, and Serena is excited that he came. Thanks him for meeting her. Uh, Rufus sees that Ben is here, and he doesn't look too happy. Uh, maybe he is Team Lily after all. Who knows? Uh, unexplained. Uh, ben tells Serena that he's actually here because he saw Derek with Damien, the drug dealer. He couldn't just text Serena this. Uh, he had to show up to the party. He had to get dressed in a fancy suit, show up to the party, and tell Serena in person. And Serena just laughs because Eric hates Damien and he doesn't do drugs, so there must be an explanation. Um, Serena yeah, asks where, John- where Eric landed on Damien after like all the Jenny stuff. I assumed he hated well, him because of that. Well, he seemed when in the episode uh, in the mid-season finale when Damien comes back, everyone else seems fine with Damien, and Eric is the one like, "Oh, what the hell? Get out of here! You here to take someone else's virginity?" And right. Meanwhile, right. Dan. Meanwhile, Dan was like, uh, "Thanks for helping." <laughs> right, right. thanks for taking my sister's virginity it's hard to remember who's mad L- at who in this show sometimes lying about it um yeah eric, eric seemed to be the one that most is mad, most mad but now he's besties with which Damien. is why serena felt that way it's like no he wouldn't right talk to him yeah serena asks jonathan where eric is and jonathan jonathan says that eric should be a magician because he just disappeared good one, wow bud. what a, what a lot what a line <laughs> <laughs> really good and again like jonathan's way more pissed off than he needs to be apparently he thought like this date was like I'm getting back together, but and now he thinks he's getting played. But I, I, I don't think it was clear that Eric was like, "Yeah, we're gonna be a thing." I think it was just like, "Yeah, we're gonna go together to this thing, and then that's it." Yeah, I, I, all the sketchy attitude stuff by Eric. I, I was worried again about the drug stuff, and I guess, I guess that's what they're trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. It's still it's still such yeah, a funny reveal to me that he was just wanted to sleep well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Serena asks what about Elliot and Jonathan tells another member of the family about how loser Eric got dumped by Elliot and he's like Eric promised he was over his Jenny Humphrey phase but I guess he was wrong why he doesn't even know what the scheming would be like yeah he because he didn't tell Serena he got dumped because he's not by your side every minute of the party am am I missing something right like in the past when they broke up he understood what Eric was trying to do and didn't want Eric to be doing it now Eric is just like talking to other people at this party so he's Jenny Humphrey all of a sudden? Yeah, I don't understand that, but uh, Jonathan is pissed. Blair's uh, pacing. Dan goes to talk to her. She tells Dan that Lori isn't here yet, and Dan says that Jeremiah isn't either. And he asks Blair, why might that be? And Blair's like, because um, he's famously a recluse? That That's on you for picking him. And Dan is pissed. He's about to blame Blair for sabotage when Jeremiah walks in, and Dan is stunned. Um, I... D- I know Jeremiah's been on the show before. I don't know if this was the person who played him in season two. I, I didn't recognize him, like but it. maybe yeah. I just didn't remember, don't remember what he looks yeah, like. Probably, I, can, I can't tell you what he looks like. It looks like yeah. just like a drunk who, who old guy. <laughs> yeah, and remember, he loves alcohol because he tells Dan loves to show him it. to the bar. Yeah. Really, Lawrence is very excited to see Jeremiah, and Jeremiah tells her that Dan told him she was in a bind, and again, Everly is uh, so turned on that Dan saved the day. <laughs> That's I, how I was reading it anyway. I, I wish I was on that horny train but for whatever reason i'm not 
Maybe I accidentally got your you version of the have. episode this week, and you got the regular version. Because <laughs> in my version, she started taking off her clothes. That's what I was. I, yeah, the way you're describing it, I felt very. Uh, I felt her very nude in my brain. <laughs> yeah, right. I felt her very nude. <laughs> Blair realizes that Dan played her and yells to no one in particular that she was just poleaxed by a poor person. And poor Blair did the right thing, and now this is how she gets her paid. Which she's never going to try to win the right way again. I shame shame she on got Dan. A, a, away with that slur on this show, too. By the way. Polaxed? Yeah. Poor person. Polaxed. Polaxed means. <laughs> it's very close to something else. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think that uh, is. Shame on. Ru- yeah, no, I don't think so either. Uh, Rufus should have been here to yell at him, but he's too busy uh, with the Lily stuff. Yeah. Also, to, to go back to the Dan Blair stuff, too, I, I was hoping that his author wouldn't show up either and that, that Blair did end up stooping down to her own level uh, just so that they would be on equal playing grounds and that, she, that Dan or, or Blair didn't have the moral high ground because that's I, I, not the point of this storyline i know the point is that dan's then there'd bad be nothing boy there. now yeah i guess yeah that he's a chuck finds, the bad privileged boy now exactly you get it chuck finds reina she uh she introduces him to Stuart fuji who's in the film business i thought this was another random cameo but uh it, it, he's just a random person who makes the inter which makes this interaction even weirder that he's just standing there <laughs> is epperly a chuck, cameo i think she looks like a, a famous model or somebody in that world no she she's just a good-looking person okay yeah she's just separately uh chuck tells Stuart fuji to get lost and then asks reina to get out of here with him and she's like no i'm having a good time here with Stuart because uh, Stuart knows to trust me and chuck asks her how he can trust her when he, she's trying to take his company from him uh, which i feel like that wasn't the right thing to say because he, he knew that going into this they were very clear on that and she tells reina that she'd think less chuck tells reina that she'd think less of him if he actually did trust her and she responds i couldn't think any less of you than i do right now which is a solid response <laughs> yeah i think i like reina yeah she's good and i think this she's version seen... of like chuck floundering really shows yeah. his age too like he's literally a little boy that's like no don't take right. away my and... company yes and she's just like on the same level as him like money wise probably like maybe not quite as much but she's like yeah her, her i mean her, her father's contemporaries with beth so she or Bart, so she. So if she Bart was, was still like, alive, they'd be the same person. Yeah, and so she she has like the upper hand against Chuck because she's also more confident and just like uh, seems to be, you know, a little older than Chuck. I don't know how old she's supposed to be, but I think we just haven't seen enough of Rena yet. She's a uh, she's certainly able to hold her own with Chuck, which is nice to see. It's it's a nice change of pace from uh, Angel Eva. Yeah, and she controls him sexually too. Exactly. Like Eva was just so overwhelmed by this world. She's I'm just a nice angel. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> um. Chuck says he wouldn't be like this if it wasn't for his father's legacy. Stakes are too high to rely on trust. And he tells her it's just business, and Rena tells him that from now on, I don't even know if we have that to discuss. Wow. Wow. I know. I know. I know. Uh, Serena and Ben, they they walk down the stairs. They see Eric and Damien, and Damien tells Eric that Serena just clocked them and and tells him to go with him on this one. And Serena and Ben approach them, and Damien says he's going to get a drink and asks Eric, would you like anything, babe, while weirdly stroking his face? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good idea. It's a good cover, but the execution seems way off here. He's acting like an unconvincing gay robot. <laughs> That's what Damien would you is like anything? Would you like anything, my babe? My babe? I stroke your face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, would you ship them? Um, I would if, it, if they could make it more convincing. Eric seems Damien slightly uncomfortable gay. and just... And just laughs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Serena, Serena's like, so you're Damien's babe now? <laughs> uh, yeah, didn't you just hear him? Uh, w- he just said, wouldn't you like anything, babe? <laughs> He's still touching my face, actually. <laughs> it's, 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 it's it reminds me of uh, <laughs> the end. Did you, you finish Never Have Ever? 
I just finished Never Have I Ever. The uh, the, the big reveal that Claudio Daugherty's character's name is Baby. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, actually, that's my name, Baby. <laughs> uh, that was good. Uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the, the big baby reveal. <laughs> Uh, Blair Blair yells at Dan, calls him a Williamsburg weasel. Uh, she can't believe Dan stabbed her in the back. And Dan's defense is that he only did it because he thought Blair was doing the same to him. Which, why even make the agreement if he was never going to trust Blair enough to follow through, and therefore he was never going to follow through? Yeah, well, I think he thought he was going to be able to trust her until Epperly got in his head. Also, I, Williamsburg yeah. weasel, another great option for a t-shirt. Yeah, that was good. Also, yeah, like we can make it like a baseball tee, like the Williamsburg yeah, weasels. Yeah, I like that. That is good. There's a baseball tee option so, on our website. Oh, perfect. I would rock a three-quarters Williamsburg Weasel Ooh, steak. that's good. And then it's just Humphrey on the back. <laughs> oh, man. This stuff writes itself. <laughs> it's good. A very niche Gossip Girl reference, but it's still a good shirt. <laughs> that works. No, yeah, uh, there's Blair a moment says, where Epperly was like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, blah, blah. And then he's like, you know what? Maybe I should fuck over Blair. Yes. Where, where'd that come from? Well, because you were saying, like, well, why did he have to do this? And I'm like, well, that's fucking why. Oh, 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 oh. You, we were getting back to Because I thought we were still talking about the baseball. No, team, no, I, you you know, I'm, getting, I'm getting back on track, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was confused. <laughs> uh, Blair says she's like her hero, Hillary Clinton. She does not break treaties, but she does secure borders. Uh, so she's going to go tell Epperly what he did. Uh, Blair's a big Hillary gal, I guess. I, guess, I think at this point in time, I think it's still kind of cool to like Hillary. Yeah, it was before Hillary said, uh, Pokemon, go to the polls. (laughs) (laughs) That was was her downfall. (laughs) Ruined any chance she had of anyone liking her. (laughs) Speaking of niche references, I I don't know how she thought that was going to play. I don't even know if that's that niche. I think everybody knows about Pokemon, go to the polls. Yeah, I know, but I think at the time it was like a it's it was just like a fad that was gonna that was good. I think that people remember what Pokemon Go is now because Hillary Clinton infamously said Pokemon <laughs> Go to the polls. I don't think anyone yeah. would would know what Pokemon Go was this these days. I mean, but the whole world played it for like an entire year. Yeah. Did you were you ever a Pokemon? Since, I think you're, you're you were never a Pokemon Go person. I was never a Pokemon person. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I liked Pokemon for one year before I got into Digimon. Oh and yeah. Never looked back at Pokemon. Well, the show is famously much better than Pokemon. It, it, Digimon was a great show. Yeah, better theme Obviously song. Obviously, they they never I, did. Digimon even like ever come up with a video game? Or there was like, a few. Like, yeah, Pokemon's already got the monopoly on the on the video game market here. We can't. No way we can compete with that. Yeah, I think the Pokemon video game formula they just figured it out from the get go, and I think when Digimon started to try and enter that corner, it just never took off. Yeah, and, uh, never worked. And out. Then. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, of course, had the best card game of the three. Digimon also had cards, too. Um, they, they tried no, everything. No, they did. Yeah. I think it's interesting that, that of the big three, uh, Pokemon, Digimon, and, and Yu-Gi-Oh, like, w- one really excelled in the video game, one excelled in the TV show, and one excelled in the card game. That is very interesting. But po- I think Pokemon probably yeah. had the best sales in all three. I'm, I'm sure they did. Yeah. I think it probably came, came first. It's and, actually uh, like the most uh, valuable IP in the entire universe. It sounds like you made that up, but I, I, I believe you. <laughs> it is true. It sounds like a little seven-year-old saying, yeah, actually, Pokemon's the best thing in the universe, actually, if you think about it. Yeah, everyone likes, I was, likes Pokemon. I was saying the same thing in second grade. Uh, Pokemon's the most valuable IP <laughs> in the entire universe. As, as you're uh, pushing up your glasses as, they fall, <laughs> as they're falling off of your face. Yeah. Only you're so, more glasses. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, Dan grabs... Uh, Blair and tells her to wait. I, I, I 
don't know why, though. I feel like if Blair did this, Dan would only look better. Like, Everly clearly loves Dan, and I, I think she'd look down on Blair tattling on him. But uh, Dan pleads with Blair and says that he needs this job, and Blair just... Uh, grabs his face and they both go down to the <laughs> ground which is pretty incredible <laughs> Blair's like Blair says if she can't win then no one can and she is petty enough this. To, it's so she, good no, no this is great she is petty enough to fight someone in the middle of a classy event like we've seen it before we'll see it again and Blair and Dan get caught by Stefano the CEO and they are embarrassed and Everly <laughs> comes over and, and is like well obviously you're both fired pack, pack your things and leave <laughs> and again to me this wasn't like obviously but I guess if there's only one spot and you see two of them like rolling around on the rolling floor on together. The floor, then you're like, All in right. front of the CEO, that like that does not look good. <laughs> yeah. It's just what happens when it's Blair versus Dan at magazine. At magazine, I, I just love the idea of a, a face grab in a fight. Yes, I like Very that good. Blair still continues to hit Blair while they're on the ground. <laughs> like after they got fired, Blair, Blair is just still smacking him. <laughs> Nate's playing pool. Remember, remember Nate? I guess he didn't get invited to the big party tonight. He's been stuck in that hotel all episode long. He hasn't moved from that seat. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's playing pool by himself. Uh, the captain comes home, asks Nate if uh, – did you – funny funny question. Uh, did you have Chuck try to get me fired? And he tells him that the Thorps are trying to buy Bass Industries, and he thought they might be trying to use Howie to get information. And Howie says he's a grown man, and he's actually good at what he does. And he tells Nate that Chuck is family, and he'd never do anything to jeopardize things for him. But Nate points out that uh, being Chuck's family and working for the Thorps is a total contradiction. So uh, whose side are, are you on here? And more importantly, do you care? I don't really care that much, um, but I, I'm, I'm on Nate's side a little bit just because, you know, the captain's really shifty, and I could see him saying this and that not wanting to have it be a conflict of interest, but then once, like, right. push comes to shove, like, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a famous bad man, <laughs> so I'll do whatever it takes to keep rising the ranks and make more money, so I, I could see him being all talk and being a right. bad dude in the end, uh, but at the same sure. time, what Nate did ended up pushing him to try and help the Thorps exactly. take over chuck corp yeah yeah the captain's like uh word around the offices he's banging thorpe's daughter talk about sleeping with the enemy how does the whole office know this already like who did reina tell yeah that's, that's a good point i thought it was pretty uh i mean maybe they've they just hush, seen hush. them walk into her room together i don't know must have been maybe and and does russell still not know because i feel like uh if he did if, he if the, cap- if the captain knows <laughs> then you think yeah Thorpe would know. only Thanks a matter of time before big thorpe knows <laughs> knock knock it's big thorpe <laughs> Nate says that uh, it's like that's Chuck's decision. Whatever happens is on him. And he tells his dad that this is his second chance. He can't go down another scandal. And the captain asks, oh, so you're getting me fired instead? Which, yeah, it doesn't seem like a great yeah, option It is kind either. of funny. Like, I want to get ahead of it <laughs> and get you out of this place before you get into a scandal. Right. And the captain tells Nate that uh, all the nights in prison where he wanted to die, he didn't He didn't because he knew that Nate still believed in him. Wait, we missed part of the speech, d- too. He says, nights I wanted to die or, you know... Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, he said the, the die part um, and then acted like there was a worse thing he didn't want to say. <laughs> True. What was the worst thing? I don't know. Like, die or kill someone. <laughs> I have no Maybe. Idea. Uh, and so uh, it's like, just get another job. But once again, Howie does not want to clean toilets, which is, again, understandable. So he, he tells Nate that he'd rather live in a halfway house than with someone who only halfway trusts him, which eh, we could have workshopped that a little bit. I, I, I think he thought it was like a really good gotcha moment and it was yeah. embarrassing. Uh, but if you're going to live in a halfway house, one, you'll be best friends with Ben. Uh, right. Is he rooming with Ben again? I guess so. Uh, but but two, like, that's better than working like a regular average janitor job. What is? Like being in a halfway house with no job is is better than having a janitorial 
job. I don't know. I, I think his priorities I, I are out of, out of sorts. And he really, I, I'm, 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 I'm annoyed by him just because he, he thinks he deserves to just go straight true, back yeah. to being a financial advisor or whatever the hell he does. Like, uh, much like the Jimmy Cooper when he, when he, yeah. when he oh, thinks yes. that he should just get a financial job back. Jimmy Cooper, much more um, charming. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I think also a bigger idiot, though, if you can believe it. Bigger idiot, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's why he's charming. Blair and Dan are uh, packing up their things, and Dan tells Blair that it's just an internship. He's sure his mom can get her a new one. Um, and also, he just lost his internship. Is, is Lily going to be pissed that Dan fucked this one up? Um, I don't think she cares. Yeah, she's got other things to worry about. Just give him the 30000 uh, bucks for the summer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Dan, Blair get Ben Dan, out of this town. <laughs> which is what, yeah, which is why it, it is ridiculous that these people are so, like, concerned with internships. Because, again, no one needs this. They're all rich. So, Blair tells Dan that her mother didn't get her W. She said she's a designer. She can't get favors from fashion magazines, which, what? Like, I don't I'm understand sure she that. Can, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, they, when they talked about this last episode, that she was like, oh, well, I, you know, I do this for a living, obviously, daughter. I right. can help you out. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, Dan is also confused as to how Blair got this then. And apparently she stalked Stefano and spent the night at his lobby waiting to meet him, which Dan should be able to appreciate a good stalker. Yeah. he I, Blair knows he, he's a stalker, too. She knows that's his yeah. game. And after the police escorted her out for the third time, Blair faxed a letter to every machine in the building, all 332 of them. So Dan apologizes. He didn't know any of this. And uh, again, Dan is actually the one who only got this because his stepmom got it for him. And he's the one who tried to sabotage Blair. Like, Dan, Dan is officially the Upper East Sider here, over Blair of all people. Yeah, he should be embarrassed. He should be. And so Blair calls him out for being willfully ignorant and asks if that's supposed to make her feel better. And uh, she tells Dan that while he wanted it, that he wanted an internship while she wanted this one specifically. And this is uh, usually something that someone would be saying to Blair. I, I love the character development of having Blair be on the other side of this. Yeah, and, and it works too because we, we know how badly she wants things. And when she wants them really badly, she'll do anything to get them. And this is her doing that the old-fashioned way. Sure. So Dan asks her why she didn't just sabotage him. And she says she must have done diagnose, undiagnosed brain injury. But uh, we know that it's because she's kind of a good person now. And she also kind of likes Dan as a friend. Mm-hmm. And I she t- stupidly... Yeah, she tells Dan that she stupidly thought that this fake friendship might be real, and that was kind of crushing to me. It was crushing. Yeah, Blair is actually the one taking this friendship seriously, and she's the one getting hurt by it. Like, again, shame on Dan. It's so hard for Blair to let anyone in, especially Dan, someone she's hated for a long time. I know. Yeah. I felt for Blair here. Uh, Serena is lecturing Eric about Damien while Ben is weirdly walking behind them, and (laughs) Serena asks Eric why he can't see that Damien is just using him like he did with Jenny. Eric isn't even actually dating Damien, but he's still hurt by this. He's like, why? Because no one could ever like me for me. And Ben decides to insert himself into this for literally no reason. And he's like, <laughs> hey, man, I-, I know what it feels like when you have no one to turn to. And Eric has the exact same reaction I did. He looks bewildered and asks, who the hell are you? Eric, Which always speaking my joke for the, the audience. My joke of the episode, I always appreciate a good who the hell are you. Yep. And this definitely delivered. Like, who the fuck is that loser, Ben? And Eric delivers the line perfectly. Yeah. I, I, I feel like this wasn't even written down. I think he was just genuinely like, what is this? Hap- what is Who happening? Are you? Who the hell? Like, insane. And Ben just says, I'm Ben, Serena's. And Eric finished the sentence. It's like, oh, non-rapist, but still technically ex-con former teacher. <laughs> Which, oh, <laughs> perfect. Show he tells Ben that he's taken up a lot of time being talked about at the dinner table at the house. And Ben tries to calmly talk to Eric and... Uh, Eric tells him to mind his own business because, yeah, what the actual fuck is this man doing? He, he also sounds like a lunatic when he says it, too. He says it so – this is like a classic Serena boyfriend. Just talks monotone, sound, looks scary when he's not trying to be scary. Yes, yes. 
he's such, he such a be. boring voice. Yeah. Ben tries. He has another like insane. I, I think this is a bad actor. I, I think that's what we have to flag it down to. Uh, he has another insane moment later with Rufus where he does something. And I think he's supposed to be happy, but he comes off as deranged. And we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> ben, ben tells Eric that when he was locked up, he befriended some not nice guys and he found out the hard way. And then he says, when you do things that betray who you are, it can become very difficult to recognize yourself. Wow. Uh, what the fuck ben, is this? An, after, a, an a, after school special all of a sudden? He's our moral compass of the show. Literally. This is so embarrassing for Ben. He probably thinks he sounds so wise right now. And I just wanted Eric <laughs> to kick him in the balls. I and I don't say that very often because that's a fucked up thing to do, but he should have. Uh, you can kick any, I don't think it's that fucked up. Kick, kick anyone in the balls you want. Um, Serena Joe is Crowley also so turned on by this. always punch me in the balls in, eighth, in eighth grade. Who did? Joe Marabli? Joe, Joe, Le, no, <laughs> Joe Crowley. Joe Marabli, I would just beat in basketball and he would owe me $150. <laughs> he still does. Hasn't paid you yet. Joe Crowley once got down on both of his knees, wound up, and punched oh me in the balls. Oh, my God. And it hurt. I mean, Joe Crowley, if you're listening, you sucked. Maybe you're better now, I, but you sucked. Maybe he thought it was excusable because we both had the same birthday. <laughs> the uh, good old-fashioned birthday punch. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to. Um, yeah, write into us at thehappyboyspod <laughs> at gmail.com. Ben tells Eric he doesn't want to, to see that happen to him. Like, he's Eric's father or something, which this he, apparently this is a, a big thing. We will see that, that Ben is now the father figure of this show. And... Rick finally talks about what's going on with everything and and with Elliot dumping him and how he felt like he had no one to go to. And Serena's like, you can always come to me. And he's like, no, I couldn't because you were chasing some judge trying to help him. Which, Yeah, exactly. God knows why. Serena had more important things to do, apparently. And Eric says he didn't want to feel sad. And the one thing about Damien is he's a good distraction, but he won't see him anymore. And so Eric leaves and Rufus wanders over. Uh, Rufus... Rufus seems like he just woke up and he forgot where he is. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like a confused cat. He comes over here and he's like, Serena, can I speak to you? Uh, where am I right now? <laughs> <laughs> I took some sleeping pills. I, I said I wanted to get confused. some air, but I said I wanted to get some air, but I don't know where I am. <laughs> I need to find Damien and Serena, get some, some uppers. Serena, help me. Help me. Where am I? <laughs> I just, the weirdest thing, I woke up and I was in barbecue sauce surrounded by shards of glass. <laughs> What's the address of this place? I need to get to work. <laughs> and some men wouldn't <laughs> help me up. <laughs> yes. yes, Serena. If it's cross her mind, that Ben is at least partially responsible for what Juliet did, and uh, Ben does have a lot of nerve showing up at this party. Like Serena is so quick to defend him again. He's like, she's like, he just wanted revenge because he thought I put him in prison. But at least Rufus does say, bring this up about Juliet. Does yeah. Serena's like, I still can't forgive Damien for selling drugs, but I can forgive Ben for, for being part of this. Very selective with who deserves forgiveness. Uh, she says it's all in the past anyway. And she tells Rufus that, uh, just to let you know, Ben actually gave Eric some fatherly advice and convinced him to stay away from Damien Dalgard, which is not how I saw what just, like, that's not what I saw with what just happened. No. I, I, Serena just needs to get a fucking hobby. She's so, she has nothing yeah. else to do. Her hobby is obsessing over whatever guy she's obsessing over. Yeah. Uh, it did not seem like Ben said this thing and that Eric was like, you know what, Ben, you're right. I will. Like, he does say I'll stop talking to him, but it wasn't because of anything Ben said. Like, Eric was coming to this realization anyway. No, yeah, I don't, I don't think anything that Ben said sunk into Eric. Like, Eric no. was, like, cur- trying to curse him out the entire time they were talking. <laughs> exactly. So Rufus hears the name Damien and forgets where he is again. Rufus is insane in this episode. <laughs> He's like, Damien? Fatherly? Oh, well, I guess Ben is good after all. He's got that look in his eye that we don't I'm gonna like. I'm going to give him a place to live. <laughs> That's the most <laughs> insane part of all this. Did he, did he just give Dan a roommate? 
Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll get. We'll get into that. But yeah, Uh, Dan calls Epperly. He has to tell her something, so he's going to get Blair's job back. But before that happens, Rufus talks to Eric. He asks Eric if he's been doing drugs, and Eric's like, "I could lie and say no, but uh, I took sleeping pills, and I needed Adderall to wake up. But uh, that was it." And Rufus, I could lie and say no, but I'm high as a fucking kite right now. (laughs) (laughs) Eric doesn't even care about the drugs. Damien was just there when no one else would listen to him, and Rufus just stands there silently again. Damien, motherly, no one would listen. <laughs> I have to give. I have to give Ben a place to live. <laughs> Damien, fatherly, Lily, motherly, fatherly, sixteen hundred Washington Bed Avenue. <laughs> Poor Eric. He just needed anyone to listen to him, and no one would. I like, and Serena's so stupid for like that. When she talks about like, Eric, calls her out for going to find the judge. She should have just like taken Eric for for a ride if. They, if Dan didn't want to go with her. Just take your little brother. Talk to him a little sure. bit. Give, give him a, give him a pal. Why not? That could have been yeah. a, a good like, brother. Serena uh, intercepts Ben on his way out, and she begs him not to avoid her. Please, Ben, I want to be your friend. And Ben tells her that it's a lot easier to start over without any reminders of his past. And, uh, uh, like, he's trying to get out of here because he wants to fuck Serena all over again. Yeah, he's starting to get, like, angry horny here. Exactly. And Serena... Tells him that uh, she saw him talking to Eric and it reminded her what he was like at boarding school. Which, for a guy who had this much of an impact on Serena, she never mentioned him un- once until last episode. Yeah. No, never came up in passing. And this is apparently one of her favorite people in the world. And come to think of it, Serena had never heard that he went to jail. I, I feel like the news would have gotten out on this. <laughs> you would think so. No, she, she gets, she gets like, obsessive so quickly. She, she'd always be like, she she should always be, if this is seriously one of the people that had such a profound impact on her, it'd be like, it would be like Mr. Donovan always told her. And then someone would be like, Mr. Donovan's in jail for like raping a student. <laughs> right. She'd be like, what? And said, no, nothing ever happened here. And it's like, I'm not that person anymore. I've been avoiding, you know, he's been avoiding Serena because he sees that look in her eyes and he knows exactly what that means. And he tells her he doesn't want to be with her. Uh, he's, he says he didn't reciprocate back then and he doesn't now. Uh, he's actually being a lot more direct and forthright about this now than he ever was back then. <laughs> right, when she was much, much younger. Yeah, he never said this when she was at, he said he was tucking her hair behind her ear and Ugh. saying, uh, yeah, uh, I know I want to fuck you, but that's why I'm a human and not an yeah. animal, because I won't fuck you. I, I think what this is more about for Serena is just her mommy issues and the, the fact that her mom doesn't want this to happen and never wanted it to happen. Once she found out that her mom tried to stop her from doing something, she just needed to go and do the opposite. Maybe, yeah. That, I mean, that definitely could be. And uh, we see Serena and Blair are in bed, and Serena isn't heartbroken. She's humiliated because she was falling for someone who wants nothing to do with her. Again, what is wrong with Serena? I don't know. It, 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 she should be embarrassed, though, by this, <laughs> to be, to be like, denied by an ex-con. She should be continuously embarrassed about her whole life. So Blair <laughs> also said because of the internship situation, and now the only thing that bring, bring, brings her any joy is planning Dan Humphrey's long, slow demise, which uh, oh, it looked like they were becoming enemies again. Good thing Dan did what he did. Good thing. You have to hope that like there is some good guy down in Dan. I think that was kind of sexual, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Down in Dan. Um, <laughs> I'll volunteer to be the good guy down in Dan. <laughs> Maybe another t-shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, you have to know this is going to happen. If, if they're going to continue the, the friendship between Dan and Blair, he's got to do something to make up for it. And thank God he does, because I wouldn't have yeah. been able to live with the show anymore. 
Of course not. So uh, Blair answers her phone, and it's Epperly asking where she is. Apparently Dan confessed that Blair was the one who called Jeremiah. He just took credit for it and then staged a whole wrestling match to embarrass her, which uh, <laughs> I tear sabotage. <laughs> um, Epperly thinks that uh, she was completely wrong about Dan, and she says, if you're going to be a backstabber, just stab some backs, you know? Like, put put that on a shirt as well. Stab like, some backs, what? you know? Put on a, on a coffee mug. I think yeah, that you just know, you'd know should be on the back. <laughs> Exactly. As the old expression goes, if you're going to be a backstabber, just stab some backs. So Blair is rehired, thanks to Dan, and Blair tells Serena she just remembered that if you really want something, you don't stop for anyone or anything until you get it, which is a weird lesson to take from that because it isn't really what happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, no, Dan just, like, felt bad and reversed what he did. Yeah, but good for Blair and good for Dan. Yeah. The storyline played out exactly as it should have. Yeah, it was very good. Great, great work. Great work on this story and none of the other ones. Nothing at all. No. More of the exactly. same from the rest. <laughs> so Rufus meets with Ben. And so apparently when Rufus was staring into space all episode, he was thinking, I got to meet up with this Ben guy. Apparently. I, there is no clue, no evidence that he, <laughs> well, he was excited of, to this, give him this apartment. This comes out of nowhere. So Rufus thanks Ben for meeting him and tells him that Serena told him how helpful he was with Eric yesterday. Uh, this is fucking dumb. Which, first of all, Ben did not say anything that insightful to Eric at all. He said... I went to jail. There were some not nice people in there. I figured that out the hard way. You don't want to ever... You always want to be true to yourself. This this was his big fatherly advice. First of all, I mean, he didn't say anything particularly insightful. Eric would have come to that conclusion with or without Ben. And secondly, Rufus is just taking Serena's word for it that Ben was helpful. Like, the girl that's inexplicably in love with Ben. Yeah, of right, course she right, thinks right. that the, this wise prophet was sent here to help everyone from prison. But this is enough and, to win Rufus over, I guess. Eric's famously the wise one of this show, too. Right. Rufus is like, Rufus is like, oh, good dad. He's just like me. <laughs> so R- Rufus tells Ben he knows that his wife hasn't treated him justly and he wants to help. Uh, Rufus is going over Lily's head here. Uh, big big no no. Big no no. It's not going to end well. He's do the think. opposite of what Lily's been trying to do. Lily's been trying to get him far, far away from here. Now he's giving him a home instead. Exactly. And so. Rufus has decided that Ben deserves a real shot at getting on his feet again. So, But Lily was trying to give him a real shot, too. He doesn't have to have a real shot here in right. on the Upper East Side. He can have a real shot anywhere, and he should. And also, when he had a life in the past, it wasn't on the Upper East Side. It was in that no. boarding school. So it, was, it was in Connecticut. Why does he have to have a real shot in the same city as, as Serena? As Serena? Like, that's so crazy. So uh, Rufus has an extra room at his loft, and he'd love... If Ben moved in after, after everything that's happened, which namely is Ben having an inappropriate relationship with his teenage stepdaughter. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from my teenage stepdaughter. Be close to my teenage stepdaughter. <laughs> it, he's like, it's the least I can do. And this is the moment where Ben gets a sick, twisted smile on his face. That's supposed to be happiness. And is like, I haven't experienced much kindness lately. Which, who the fuck says that? <laughs> he you looks, have to give me the experience deranged. of too much kindness. Exactly. I've never experienced kindness like this. I, I mean, someone else did just give me $30,000 and I refused it, but this is good too. <laughs> yeah, this I, look I when he takes the keys that, is just like, I mean, he's going to think about it? I mean, yeah, I'll take the keys, it? but I'll think about it. Okay, sure. This makes me hate him even more. Yeah, where he's just going to take the keys and go in there and just like jerk off on the beds and then leave. <laughs> Dan's just sitting there. What the <laughs> fuck? Who are you? <laughs> I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> you thought you were stalking Serena. I've been stalking Serena this whole time. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. So Nate calls room 312 to talk to his dad, but the captain has checked out, which, wow, Nate's dad hates him now. Yeah, that's all it took. I mean, this, this guy is. definitely is pretty unstable. Speaking of the captain, he's meeting with Big Thorpe right now. Uh, Russell heard this. This is it. Big Thorpe is not an exact quote. But th- Russell says, I heard what Young Bass asked Reyna to do. I love the name Young, Young Bass, Bass for Chuck. It's like Chuck Bass, it's his rapper name. <laughs> hey. My name is Chuck Bass, and I'm here to say. <laughs> I'm here, to, I get out I'm here to get ass each and every day. That's good. That's, that's good. <laughs> You to get ass each and every day. Spill <laughs> <laughs> tea. Spill tea. Howie's uh, just thankful that Raina gave him the heads up, and Russell's giving him a chance to talk. Uh, Russ tells him they're old friends, and he's doing a bang-up job. I feel like actual old friends aren't constantly telling each other, we're old friends. We're old friends. <laughs> Nicole Howie has a, tells Russ that... She has a friend that always calls her her oldest friend, but doesn't. That's a, she won't say, like she's, you're one of my best friends, or you are the best friend. She just says, you're the oldest friend. I guess like, that's a nice yeah, compliment. Yeah, like a, age. You're you're my eldest friend, or a friend from the longest ago. No, yeah, I. You're my I, oldest friend. That might be what he means. Maybe you're that's not my why best he always friend. says oldest friend. Right. I'm saying that to you. Like, oh, oh, I'm your. That's fucked up. <laughs> like Colin Stone is famously my oldest friend. Because he's old. Right. I think my oldest friend is like seventy. No, that's not your friend. That's your boss. Mm, not really. <laughs> not really. It's a different person that's your boss, or not really? You think of him more as a friend than a boss? Uh, both of those things, actually. <laughs> oh. Who's this 70-year-old that you're hanging out with? Well, it's my boss's dad, so he, he kind of outranks oh, me. But he doesn't okay. really work there anymore. But I think he thinks of me more of his friend. So your boss's dad is your best friend? He's number one, yeah. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> so, uh, Howie tells Russ that there are no more conflicts anymore, and whatever he needs, I'm your guy. So the captain has completely chosen his new job over his son. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know what? He, lo- he was waiting for this to happen so he could just go. I was going to say, in. he was looking for an excuse to do yeah. this. To go it's full like, captain again. It's like, I have this halfway house line that I want to use, and also <laughs> I want I want to betray my son, so he can just give me out. anything. Yeah. Uh, young Bass goes to Serena's room, uh, and he's. Uh, He's like, I, I know I was wrong to ask you to fire the cat. My name is Young Bess, and I was wrong to ask you to fire He's the cat. He's rocking a, a, big, really a big gold chain with a big B on it. Yeah, big gold chain, yeah. <laughs> big sideways hat. <laughs> so, Stuart walks by in a towel, and Reyna yells at him without even looking at him, Stuart, a moment, and he just walks back, which, which is funny. And so, Reyna confidently tells Chuck that he was wrong, and she doesn't play games in business or in her personal life, and she lets, know Chuck that, she lets Chuck know that her father is going to do anything possible that he can to acquire Bass Industries. It's not a secret. It's a fact. And Chuck apologizes, tells Reyna she's a beautiful girl who says what's on her mind and doesn't fear the consequences, and he doesn't want to stop seeing her. So he says he can handle the complications if she can, which Reyna can obviously handle the complications because uh, this was like her... Like, this is what she's been saying. It's Chuck that needs to be able to handle it. And she tells Chuck that there's a man in a towel in her bathroom right now, so maybe another time. And she kisses Chuck. And I was just asking, why don't they have a threesome? Yeah, maybe she's not ready for that yet. But she, she is very sexually confident. You give her that much. There's no reason. I don't think there's any reason why they wouldn't have a threesome. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe because the other guy's in a towel and Chuck's in a suit. It's, it would take a while for Chuck to catch up to the level that the other guy's at. It's a, yeah, it's a time thing. They don't have yeah. enough time for Chuck to get out of his suit. <laughs> So, 
Claire makes her re-entrance into the WLBU. It's a, it, the W office. It's a great sequence. Uh, the upbeat music playing as she walks in, the, the cuts to her close-ups, and it, it looks like she wants to text Dan, but instead Epperly starts talking about him. Uh, she has turned on Dan so quickly, and she tells Blair that it looks like her friend wasn't worthy, and Blair's like, oh, tell me about it. I, I've been trying to convince people of that for years, but just so you know, he was never really my friend. And Epperly doesn't really give a shit, because she doesn't reply. She just walks out of the room. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm just trying to talk shit. Yeah. And, I th- and um, you know, she says that out loud, but deep down, she's thankful course, that Dan did that. Yeah. Yes. So, Rufus is on the phone. He tells uh, Serena, who turns out that Serena's on the other line, that he offered Ben the apartment and he's thinking about it. And not for nothing, but this is what you were asking if he is now roommates with Dan. Doesn't... Uh, it doesn't seem like Rufus has even talked to Dan about this. I, I know it's technically not. not Dan's loft, so he doesn't have to ask Dan's permission, but, like, this is where Dan has been living. Wouldn't it be a little courteous to, at the very least, tell Dan that this is happening? And and then, like, he should ask if it's all right with Dan. Like, this is really yeah. weird from Rufus and makes no sense. Right, Rufus... Sure, like, it's not, like you said, not Dan's place, but Rufus lives in this ridiculous, swanky apartment now. Yeah. So it's, the least he could do is just let Dan have the space to himself while he goes to college. And, yeah, and this is his son. And, and also, on top of that, if he's going to let some random person live there, he should let Dan know. Because it's, well, it's one thing to, like, right. give, like, hey, Dan, I give you a roommate. It's like, it's Eric. Eric just wants to get right. out of the house. That's different. That's family. He's like, oh, sure. Yeah, no problem. Like, I love Eric. Um, but this random but ex-con. <laughs> here's a stranger who wanted to rape your stepsister. <laughs> give him a key to the house. Right. You can both stalk Serena together now. Yeah. So, and then at the end of the conversation, Serena just reiterates again. And is still a good person. I know he is. Which, geez, we're really hammering okay, this point home. Jesus. because. And then we immediately see Dan physically attack Damien. And I was going to say, like, Serena's saying that Ben is such a good guy way too many times for Ben to not prove her wrong. So, and we already know that he's not a good guy. But uh, as far as the as this episode has to go, this is when I guess we're supposed to see, like, oh, Ben's not a good guy. Right, right, right. That's why they were hammering on that point so much. Yeah. So Ben puts both of his hands on Damien, pins him against the wall, uh, puts his hand around Damien's neck and tells him, consider this a warning. Stay away from Serena. Stay away from her family. I remember your father. And I think we both know how he would respond to your dealing if someone were to tell him. And Damien asks why he cares. He's like, these people ruined your life, not me. So Ben just stares at him and Damien figures it out. He's like, oh my God, you actually like Serena. The girl who you sweared nothing was going on with, who is uh, still maybe 20 years old and who's still 10 years younger than you. Yeah, that's Serena. That's the one. And and Ben's I, like, oh, oh, that that doesn't matter. You just need to disappear. I just want to, I just want to choke you. Yeah, <laughs> Ben's acting tough, but I still feel like uh, Damien holds all the cards here. Yeah, I, I don't think this this is exactly the scenario when you made fun of Matt Costa's rap. You, you, <laughs> yes, he, you were held up he against did. the locker, he, being choked, and you were never I mean, scared once. He put his he put his hand around my throat and lifted me up against the locker, <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, this is really glory, like, glory. Maybe that maybe that's why I love Damien. I relate to him so much. <laughs> <laughs> Out of glory. So um there was there was no need for Ben to get physical with Damien other than to scare him because his threat was weak. Like Oh, I'm gonna tell you your dad that you're dealing drugs. Like, okay. Like, okay, go ahead. Okay. So tough boy Ben walks away and Damien gets on his phone and immediately calls Eric and asks what he's doing right now. Yeah. And Eric says he's done with the pills, but that's not what Damien meant. Damien just wants to hang out his friends. And Eric's like, sure, why not? And so <laughs> Damien responds to that by saying, good, in the absolute creepiest good. way possible. Like, <laughs> I, would, I would be having immediate second, second thoughts if I were Eric. Yeah. It's like as if like, back in the day when Sanchez used to call the houses of ours to say, does Brandon want to play? And I, I would answer the phone and say, yeah, sure. And Sanchez just goes, good. <laughs> Like, I don't think I would go over is, anymore. Is that what happened? <laughs> it, 
He would. He didn't say the last part, but he would always ask him oh, okay. yeah. and see right. if he wanted of course. to play. I would always be calling people's home phone numbers, uh, ask if they wanted to play. Yeah, but you you weren't uh, maniacal about it. No, of course not. Uh, I love that Damien isn't afraid of Ben at all and immediately disobeys him by not staying away from Serena's family at all and by going out of his way to hang out with Eric. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, I mean, we hate Ben, but I, I, you know, at least Ben seems like he has another wrinkle to his personality, which is just being an insane person. So I'm, I'm a fan of that. Uh, but I'm easily much more team Damien. Of course, of course. And so that's our episode. Uh, what's going to happen next? Um, well, Dan and Ben are going to have a fun little mess around <laughs> at the apartment, for sure. <laughs> uh, and Damien and yeah, Eric are going to be best friends. Next episode starts with uh, <laughs> with Ben and Dan in bed together. <laughs> it, 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 Dan doesn't see him creep into bed. Ben doesn't think that there's an extra room for him. They just like, well, I guess I get to sleep. No. I got to share. There's an extra with, room. Yeah. There's an extra room, but Vanessa took the bed. The bed when she moved out, so <laughs> yeah. he has to share the bed with. with Dan yeah. wakes up like, who the hell are you? Who are you? <laughs> Sorry, Vanessa took the bed. <laughs> and just love the scarf. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get into some segments here. Uh, our favorite segment. Uh, user review of the week. Comedy fan is of course back. Gave this episode an eight out of ten and says. Blair and Dan are rivals for the internship was a great thing to watch. I also love their little wrestling scene, and it was very nice from Dan to let Blair have this position after he found out how much she did to get it. Damien pretending that he is Eric's boyfriend was also a fun moment. I see Damien is up for some revenge as well. I kind of hope it ends well. I wouldn't want Ben to get in more trouble after three years of being innocent in prison. Almost had a good review before saying uh, that Ben was innocent. Almost, <laughs> we were very close. So, so close. So that's close. Like, that's Thank the you, real, fan. The real exciting part about these uh, user reviews is to see <laughs> yes. if comedy fans going to be right or wrong. Of course. And we're going to say that they were wrong. They're wrong. So next week, the episode is titled Panic Roommate. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? I th- I think we kind of nailed it before. <laughs> He's going to wake up in a panic when Ben's <laughs> in bed next to him. <laughs> the blurb says, uh, Damien stirs up more drama. So we're going to get some more Damien next week. Good, good, good. Good. Uh, the, uh, good. The, the face of the show, Damien Delgard. <laughs> he has become the he, – he's taking over Jenny's role. He's going to be in the yeah, in the titles now. Uh, so let's get into some episode grades. Um, you went first last week, so I will go first this week. And I am going to say that the Dan and Blair plot was good and fun. Really liked it. I, I love yeah. Dan versus Blair at Magazine. These two are obviously the stars of the show. I, w- I just joked that Damien was the star of the show, but it's obviously Dan and Blair at this point. And we get a whole episode of them going back and forth with each other. Uh, like I said, getting a little close to being too much, but it's still great right now. Uh, it's still working for me. Everything else, though, I could take or leave. The whole uh, Ben Vanderwoodson drama is stupid and makes little sense. Why is Rufus helping him now? Who knows? But we get a lot of Eric, so that's good at least. Uh, Chuck and Raina is whatever. I-, I like Raina, but we're still not really seeing enough of her for me to care about this relationship or whatever it is. And then Nate and the captain is also whatever. Like like I said, not- nothing really negative with these other storylines. They're just nothing. They just they don't take away from the episode, but they don't really add to it either. And, and it's like three out of the four storylines aren't adding to it enough. So I'm I'm gonna give it a solid B and I'll I'll cap it there. I'll give this episode a B. What grade are you gonna give the episode? Yeah, I, I agree with most of that. Uh, I, I think what encapsulates what you said is that when we were watching this last night, Nicole fully fell asleep during it. <laughs> I think that oh, no. it is an absolute snooze fest. Besides the Dan and Blair stuff, and I think when she asked what what she missed, I recapped just that <laughs> plot line. Yeah, the rest yeah. she didn't need to know. And especially like they they just love repeating this bullshit too. Like I think they're really running out of stuff for. Yeah. the Humphrey uh, Vanderwoodson family to do. So at least the, the new part of it is adding Eric to the mix a little bit more. Um, 
I'm okay with like him and Damien being friends. At least Damien's kind of adding a little bit of uh, drama to it all. But it's, Did it's he really talk just, to Eric when no one else would? When no one else would. It, it's just so much more of the same. And I, I, I can't stand Serena. I, just, she's oh. at an all-time low at this point. She just needs to shut up. And her bringing another boring white male into the show is just so unnecessary. Uh, Chuck, I don't really care about it. I don't hate it. I don't, like you said, it's kind of just whatever. Nate needs more to do. I, I guess that's the only reason why Vanessa should be on this show is for like to give Nate something. To, I, I can't believe his plotline's so boring. I'm asking for Vanessa to come back for him. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. Uh, but it, it's it's so boring that I got to give it a C because the only thing that's really safe in this episode is Dan Blair, which I, I don't think I can ever get. Oh, wow. You're giving it a, a full letter grade down. You're giving it a C. Full C. Uh, so, Brendan, speaking of Serena being at an all-time low, uh, dear Serena, count me out. <laughs> nice. Huh? That's good. Right? That's good. It's one of the. I'm not a big emo pop punk fan. I like the stuff, but I don't know it well. So you picked one of the ones I do know. So good on you. That was a close. Could have been a close one. I could have been the big whiff. Could have been a lot of crickets there. <laughs> but instead, it was me explaining why I liked it. <laughs> yeah, much better. Um, so for the MVP, you know, I've been singing his praises. I'm going to give Damien the MVP. I like it. I, I hate Ben, and he's he's able to successfully get under Ben's skin, which really made me happy. So for that reason alone, I want to reward him an MVP. But, you know, his drug bills business is still going strong. He's got a new <laughs> friend in Eric. He comes up with a plan to pretend like he and Eric are dating or whatever. Uh, and he's not scared of Ben at all when Ben, when ben threatens him. So a good episode for everyone's favorite dirtbag, Damien. He's got my MVP. Uh, nice. Who's got your MVP? I'm going to give it a classic Blair MVP. Blair's just so, nice. so cute, so charming. Uh, ends up winning the competition for the internship and continues to hang out with dan which i love she has a friend she finally has a real friend at this point who she's not trying to fuck which is nice uh otherwise when she's hanging out with chuck or serena those are both people she's actively trying to fuck she's trying to fuck yeah exactly (laughs) so i'm glad that she's uh you know she's showing growth in general too she tried so hard to get this and she got it all right, I love a Blair MVP, always, of course. Uh, for the LVP, I feel like every episode, for as long as we get this, I'm either going to give the LVP to Ben or Serena, and this episode is no different. I, I was going to give it to Serena because she's, again, just annoying and unbearable, but then yeah. I remembered that Ben could have been $30,000 richer, but he turned the money down, and for no reason, because he still tries to stay away from Serena even after turning down the mm-hmm. money. Uh, so he's a creep, and he's an idiot. Uh, the guy's still obsessed with Serena, which is just sad, and he tries and fails to intimidate Damien, which is just embarrassing, and uh, his big moment where he's supposed to give Eric fatherly advice, completely falls flat and gives me absolutely nothing so fuck this guy he's my lvp nice. uh, who's your lvp my lvp for one reason one reason only goes to rufus because he gave ben wow. the keys to stay in the city. The key. it's insane it makes no sense why this happens rufus is lost and confused all episode long <laughs> and this just proves it why did you do this <laughs> it makes it is really really absurd i think this is one of the things that even gives my my letter grade the C, like it drops it so far down because yeah. this is just so far to left field. And uh, yeah, Rufus allows Ben to continue to be on the show, I think is what we're, I'm really at with that. Yeah, that is what I, yeah, so it's valid. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great point. Rufus definitely deserves his LVP. Uh, so that is all of our segments, except of course for everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And we are going to do, had to be a Dan and Blair scene in this episode, because they are the only good part of the episode. So we are going to do the, uh, the episode at the end where, where they're talking on the phone, and Dan, Dan finds out how Blair got the internship at W. So uh, I guess I'll be Blair, because I'm usually Blair, so that means you can be Dan. Sounds good. All right, so start it off whenever you have the script in front of you. All right. 
Come on, it was just an internship. I'm sure you can have your mom call and get you a new one in a second. Mother didn't get me W. She's a designer. She obviously can't call in favors from a fashion magazine. A designer would never be able to do that. Well, you don't just get jobs like this without a connection. Well, I did. I practically stalked Stefano. I spent the night in his lobby waiting to meet him. After the police escorted me out of the building for the third time, a cab, by the way, I faxed a letter to every machine in the building. A cab? That's like 200 fax machines. 332. Wow. Blair, I'm so sorry. I didn't know any of this. What? The fact that you were willfully ignorant is supposed to make me feel better? You wanted an internship. I wanted this one. So why didn't you just sabotage me? You had every opportunity. Guess I must have had some undiagnosed brain injury because I stupidly thought that this fake friendship be real. <laughs> I love you, baby. Oh. <laughs> That's your right. it's response as well? Oh. <laughs> Wait till next time to find out what she says. Blair, Blair looks straight in the camera and says, whoa. whoa. And, then it, and it fades to black. <laughs> oh, man. That was good. That was good. All right. So that's everything except for, of course, some plugs. Uh, Brendan, what are you plugging? I will plug the Hoppy Boys podcast. You can listen to us talk about the combination that everyone is talking about. Beer and milk uh, and beer and coffee. Bilk. <laughs> bilk. Look out for some bilk. Bilk. Bilk of the future. <laughs> Keeping it together. Oh, just, man. Just... Why didn't you say that sooner? I, I would have made a spoof. <laughs> That's good. Uh, maybe I'll edit the episode and put that in there. Um, so listen to that. Me and Brian, maybe we're going crazy. I'm not sure. Uh, you can also listen to our Patreon content of The OC. It's our amazing recap. It's, you know... The Sloppy Boys always talk about how their Patreon show is the shit they really care about, and the main feed is just, like, shit for the pigs. And I think that's what we're, <laughs> that's where we're at, too. With our OC coverage is the real good show. This is just the, the boring, horrible nonsense that you have to listen to because it's free. Right. Go pay for the good shit. The shit we, we really, really let our about. hair down on the Sandy Boys. Really let our hair down. So it's only for three bucks a month, and you get, like, 20 episodes right there on the spot of our amazing OC coverage. Go check that out at patreon.com slash thehoppyboyspod. And uh, Teresa, keep listening to the Blitzball Boys. <laughs> Going strong over there. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Um, all right. So as for me, I did mention that I did just finish Never Have I Ever this morning while I was eating my breakfast, and uh, I loved it. You also finished it. I finished as well. So sad. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss my girl Davy so much. I know. I mean, they, they weirdly at the last second give a little cliffhanger of like for now. Like, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, the series wrap. Yeah, I think we're I think we're done. Yeah, I don't want any more either because I feel like it was a perfect series. Okay. Good for you. You think as uh, as friend of the pod Sam Stanish mentioned, uh, I, I think some of these characters should have gone to uh, Essex College and uh, we could have learned about their their sex lives of yeah. the college girls. Would have been fun, but yeah, I guess that's why we don't do any more se- seasons with these guys because we kind of have the college show. Yeah, and there, there was a character know? from Sex Lives in uh, this season though. Did you notice? Um, I forget her name. The soccer player's boyfriend, the hunky nerdy boyfriend, is in. Uh, columbia with ben is he yeah he was in this the, one of those scenes with where they're sitting in a circle talking about uh sustainably sourced whatever nonsense and ben right, is getting right. insecure he was one of the guys at the at the hangout really yeah. are you are you sure are I'm you positive. yanking my chain all right Same I, I, I believe you chase matthews oh, i'm gonna have, motherfucker. To... <laughs> have to go back and watch it um besides that uh bear season two will be out i gotta finish season one first gotta but watch i'm bear. very excited to watch Nicole, it keep yeah saying bear... i would love bear yeah, and I love it now that now that I'm a chef myself making pizzas. I yeah, I always just want to. I always want to start 
calling people chef and saying yes chef and everything you, mean, you know i love a good cooking show it's one of my my staples in life is watching food network on sunday mornings my sunday lineup of all my cooking show hosts i love them uh and i, I love Matty matheson i didn't know he was such a big part of the show he's i'm a big fan of uh, of that guy and what he does so no he's Which like a producer on it he's like a, like the chef like the kind of chubbier chef with all the tattoos i don't think he's a big character but he's like a a lot of the stories on the show are apparently like from his real life chef days he's got I the high-pitched voice yeah got the high pitch I'm sure, okay his wikipedia does not have a picture of him so that was annoying no. but he's a case kind of like a famous uh tv chef oh okay i, I yeah this guy yeah kind of looks like okay. he's, he's like uh, um, the chef version of action bronson okay so yeah that that's uh that's a good one i uh so I, i've seen uh two movies since the last time we recorded have have had some time for some movies with all the uh with all the the rainouts and uh and oh. Days off from from proctoring that I've had. Uh, I saw Across the Spider Verse in theaters. Ooh, I heard that was amazing. That was so good. I loved the original. It was even better than 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 the first movie. It, man, I, I and I famously do not really like superhero movies. The Spider Verse movies are great though, and They're this one too. was really good. And like. Uh, when when people talk about like when they watch like the Avengers or something, it's like oh they're watching them all come together and get ready to fight a battle. I'm like you're such a fucking loser. You're such a child. You're so- <laughs> this is embarrassing. But when the- this was happening and across the Spider Verse, I was like getting, getting chills. I was like oh my god, <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, it was a cartoon, so I'm even more of a, a child. I've, I've, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with cartoons or or, children. or or being a child or anything. But I I I finally felt it. I was like okay, this is this is I what they like. It. I, I've heard people comparing then, these two movies to Paddington One and Two, like that level of quality. Wow, Paddington One and Two are great. Have you seen the Paddingtons? I haven't. Watched them uh, both on a plane. Got, I got to watch. So good. Um, and then the day after I saw Across the Spider Verse, I did another movie, another superhero movie, and another one where I was a big fan of the first one in Shazam, and I watched Shazam Two: Fury of the Gods, and it was terrible. Terrible. Oh no, I guess so I'm glad bad. I missed it. But so we, we loved Shazam One. Yes, and maybe it's just because I hate uh, Zach Levy now, or however you pronounce that name. That every time I saw him on screen, I was like, "Oh, he's he's the man." Yes. Oh, what did he do? You saw Uh, he he went the route of uh, Chris Pratt. Oh, really? Very uh, very religious and liking problematic tweets and uh, gotcha. You know, of that nature. Um, So he sucks, but uh, I thought maybe maybe he sent me the Jehovah's Witness uh, letter. (laughs) You know, a, a big part. A big thing I liked in the first movie was that uh, it was kind of just uh, the main guy, the main Zach Levy kid that would that would turn into him, and he'd be the kid a- as an adult. And then everyone else, it was really focused on the family, and I really liked the dyna- dynamics with him and his, his foster siblings. And then in this one, they really just spend most of the time having the family act as their superhero counterparts, and it's just a bunch of adults acting like kids as superheroes. <laughs> right. And it's like, that's when you see it the first time but not when you have like the whole movie of everyone doing it it's like the joke got tired right like, like oh they movie. like this let's do the whole movie of that yeah and the the movie that they tell or the story that they tell was not particularly and entertaining at all it really dragged yeah. it was i wasn't paying attention for a okay. lot of it so, so don't I'll, see I'll that one it. see spider-verse instead uh if you're tossing between the two and, of them. yeah exactly if you have to choose one the choice is obvious yeah. uh but besides all that Follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. You can follow his other podcast, uh, The Hobby Boys, at The Hobby Boys Pod. And you can come back uh, next week where we will have a guest again. Uh, Breakdown Season 4, Episode 14, Panic Roommate. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO, Lonely Lonely Boys. Boys. Bye-bye.
right. <laughs>